Blog Talk Radio.
And I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. Sorry about that little pause there. I'm Brother Seth. You listen to the Five Swim Stone Network. And tonight we have what we call a surprise topic. And what that means is a surprise topic. So later on I'll be talking about our topic, what we'll be talking about tonight. Very important topic, as always. We always try to stay relevant, stay um, current, because, I mean, what else is there to talk about? <laughs> so if it's not affecting your lives and, and uh, bringing some kind of solution or, or upbeat or godly advice to you you and yours, I don't know if it's worth spending time on. So anyway, well, thank everyone for your time tonight. Every single one of you, especially those of you who've been listening since 2011, I really, really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Many of you haven't missed too many shows, and I thank you for that. I really do. And I also thank those of you. Glad I thought to think about this. I uh, also want to thank many of you that uh, have um, uh, sent me those emails or texts just saying how much you really appreciate the show. You know, that goes a long ways with me. Again, we don't make any type of money or anything with these shows. Uh, and so when we get somebody saying something like, uh, Brother Seth, your show really was a blessing. Uh, you know, you saved my life. I always say that because I remember a police officer texting me, not texting me, but on our website, uh, saying that uh, the show saved his life with the information on the show because there was a lot of questions. So those of you that have uh, responded that way, I really appreciate you uh, because, um, again, love us in encouragement. It's all there is to it. We always... Uh, you know, it's hard to find people to say nice things about the good things you do until you mess up, and then you can find a whole a stadium full of people that can tell you about yourself. So I really appreciate those that reach out to me and have said, Brother Seth, I really appreciate the things you've shared over the years, and you know, all, the, all this particular show you shared last time. I really do appreciate that, and so I want to thank each and every one of you that have spoken up. And then there's my Bloodline family that have done a little bit of both. Uh, you supported, and some of y'all have said some things, and some of y'all haven't said anything, and that's okay, too. I just appreciate anyone that takes the time out to listen to these shows. Speaking of these shows, if you missed last week's show, uh, you missed a treat. Uh, if you missed last week's show, you missed a treat. I'm not, I mean, I promise you. Uh, so, last week was an open forum, and... Um, we just, it was very good having Purcell Porsche on. Uh, Purcell Porsche has a lot of experience as being a father, being a believer. He don't know it all, neither do I. But there are some things, family and friends, that we know for sure, and we we visited those things on last week, a very meaningful show to a lot of people. And so, if you, um, I'm just gonna leave it as a tease, because many of you should tune in. Uh, if you get a chance, check out last week's show. It was an open forum. And uh, you can do that by going to google.com and typing in Blog Talk Radio 5 Smooth Stones to be able to get any of, not just that show, but any of the previous over 410 shows now. So uh, we've talked about everything under the sun on this network. We try to keep it to where the people live, where the people experience, where they walk, how they feel. Like I say so often, family and friends, there's a lot going on around us. There's a lot going on around us, folks. There's a lot going on inside of us. We can have shows just on what's going on inside of us when ain't nobody around. And then there's a lot of things going on that we do, flowing through us. 
Most High is using us, many of us, many of you. And then the enemy is using many of us, many of you. So we have got to cut down a course on that and not allow the enemy to use our temples because we are truly temples of the Most High. If you believe and have accepted the Messiah and accepted his message, the gospel, and accepted the Father into your life, you're born again. And the Bible declares that your body is truly, truly the Father's. It's not even your own. We're supposed to, with this body, glorify him. So there's a lot going on through us. Again, a lot going on around us, not just international news, but a lot going on around us, even in our families, just in our schools, in our jobs, a lot going on around us. A lot going on inside of us. And then there's a lot of things we're doing affecting other people's lives for the good and for the not so good. So, again, we try to deal with many, many issues. Nothing, no holes are barred on this, uh, no topics is barred on this show. And uh, so, this we call it a ministry, really. I say show. But anyway, if you just tune in again, I'm Brother Seth. This is the Five Stone Network. Tonight, we're going to have Purcell Porsche joining me. And maybe another guest, uh, we'll, we'll see as time goes. I've learned not to just let it flow, okay? So, anyway, if you're in the chat room, for those of you that tune in and you listen to the, and you're in the chat room, I just want to remind everybody to please, please, if you have any questions, type your questions and put question marks before and after your questions. Put question marks before and after your questions, because we won't, otherwise it's hard to sometimes read through all the various comments when there's a lot of comments, okay? If you're on the phone lines and you have a question or comment, you know what to do. Just press 1, and we'll get to your question or comment as soon as possible. Well, folks, uh, a few more things I want to get out of the way, and then we're going to bring on Brother Purcell Porsche, and we get this thing going. Again, it's a surprise topic tonight. And so um, just want to also uh, let everybody know to follow the show. Well, wait a minute. Before I talk about following the show, let me talk about our website because I don't mention our website a lot, but we do have a website. It's www. Five spelling the word out f i v e five smooth stones. Dot webs. Dot com. Again, www. Five smooth stones. Dot webs. Dot com. I don't often say that the website. That's one reason we don't have a million people on it because I don't push it like I should. I really should be pushing that more often. But it's five smooth stones spelled all out. Dot webs, dot com. So listen, um, uh, and I'll make sure I'm going, not going too slow, but again, www.fivesmoothstones.webs.com. Just go in there and register. We'll ask you for an email and so forth. You don't have to give your real name or your real email, really, but you just need to register. And then just take advantage of all the things that's on that site. We have uh, all types of pictures of... Uh, all types of just information about these five, some of these five topics I talk about more than anything. Um, and then we have uh, we have um, pictures of me all over the world, uh, just because, you know, not, not all over the world, but the few places I've been. Uh, it's only like 24 countries. We have several pictures of that, as well as um, a few testimonies here and there, documentary uh there's documentary and photos is what I call it. Uh, there's informa- informative documents also, and inspirational uh, music, not much music on there, and educational videos on there. Um, of course, brothers and sisters like yourself, y'all can talk to each other. 
And, uh, again, we don't spend a whole lot of time. I don't spend a whole lot of time on that website. I probably should. I know that I should. I even have a PayPal on there. A lot of you want to be a blessing. I've heard of the past people that actually asked me. And I do not have a PayPal on that account. So that's another thing. Again, we don't spend a whole lot of time there. But I need to. And so just if, if other – I'm only bringing up just so everybody know we do have a website. I've had that asked. We do have a website. So just go there and register, and uh, we'll, there's a lot on it, though. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of information on it, but just know that more information is coming, okay? Also, those of you that's been tuning in since 2011, or tune in whenever, follow the show. Follow the show. What does that mean? Those links that I've sent you, uh, many of you, through email or text or however way I got them to you, uh, on that page, that blog talk radio page, is what they call a follow button. Do me a favor and just click on that button. Actually, you're doing yourself a favor as well, but click on that button that says follow. It's going to ask you for your uh, email address. Again, it don't have to be a real email. It's going to ask you for a name you want to go by. Again, it don't have to be your real name. Go ahead and furnish that to the site, and uh, and it will let you know whenever Five Food Songs are doing shows. Because we don't always put everything out. Sometimes I just do a show, um, you know, like on a Monday or something, special show, and you won't miss any shows. So you got to remind try to be worried about checking your email and see if we are doing a show. Just simply, simply follow the show. Fill out the little information. All right. Okay. Just a few more things here, and then we're going to bring on our Brother Purcell, Porsche. Um, all of our shows, I just want to take the time to talk about a little bit about what kind of shows we do. Because, uh, again, some people don't um, know what's up with this whole five smooth stone thing. What I try to do, brothers and sisters, and the guests that I bring on, I make sure that we all don't want a card as far as what I'm about to say. I believe that there's a lot of things going on in our world. And I believe the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us to all truth where we need it. What I try to do, Brother Seth try to do. I remember a year with things where I was troubled in spirit, and I asked the Father five questions. Those five questions, once they was answered and revealed to me the answers to those questions, because the Father is real. He does care about us. He does love us. He does love us. Yes, he do. And it's like any other father's son. Your father, when you ask your father a question, a good father is going to answer you. And I believe that the father gave me five answers to those five questions. And those five answers translated to five topics we talk about more than anything on this Five Smooth Stone Network. However, um, let me just back up and say it another way. There's a lot of things going on that I should talk about that I could talk about. A lot of things going on. But I, do, I choose not to have the show on a lot of things because you can, you can get a dime a dozen ministers talking about faith, a dime a dozen ministers talking about love, and I do hit all these. Uh, but, but you can always find topics on a lot of this. And so that's, anybody that's looking can get that manna if they just put forth a little effort. But the things I talk about, Oh, no, 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 no. You have to put forth a whole lot of effort to come across the kinds of things we talk about. And that's one thing I feel impressed with the Spirit that I do. Why talk about something everybody talking about? Why not talk about things people really, really need, like, for instance, racism? 
I mean, this giant that stands high, looming over America and, and various parts of the world, it is America's biggest problem to socialism, to us getting along, to us working together. Racism. And here is the church supposed to be an institution where the Father speaks fluently through his vessels, and you can't get nothing addressing this giant? So what Brother Seth try to do, I try to talk about things that are relevant, things we're going through every day, and oftentimes it is negative, pain, anxiety, frustration. And that turns some people off because people say, why don't you deal with the solution? Well, I do deal with the solution, but you got to first make sure people understand what the problem is. So we do a lot of exposing, 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 and that turns a lot of people off. People say, why don't you talk about love? Why don't you talk about mercy? Why don't you talk about the angels? Why don't you talk about that? Which we do talk about angels. But I'm saying there are thousands of topics to talk about. But you can Google any of those topics and get 17,000 ministers talking about it. You can just have your pick. I want a minister that's wearing a gray jacket talking about it. You're going to find it. I want a minister wearing a white hat talking about it. You can find it. I want somebody. No, I don't have to be a minister. Just anybody talking about love and peace for all men. You can find that. I mean, I talk about love, too. Again, I talk about everything on this show. But I spend most of my time talking about those five questions. So what I like to do, what I like to do is just kind of explain a little bit before I bring on the guests and we get into the, the, the surprise topic. I just want to talk a little bit about why Brother Seth don't go into other areas of the Bible and all of that. Because many of you are, you know, you want something wholesome. I have a question for you. Ask yourself. Why don't your pastors, why don't your institutions, why don't your colleges, why don't your whatever you listen to, why don't, in your world, why isn't it addressed racism? Why don't you talk about how that, uh, in your world, why aren't you hearing messages talking about how America is going to be soon a non-white nation, and there are people killing right now because of that. They don't like it. They're very upset. I said they're very upset, and they want to contribute. They have declared war against non-white people, starting with the president. They are very upset. It was a natural evolution. They're upset with God. They're upset with non-white people. And they're acting out. Many of them are not just killing people, but they're, they are doing things to them in the medical world. They're doing things to them in the educational world, in schools, our children. They're doing things to them in our business. There are people acting out because... They don't understand why they're they're kind. They think that they are a people based on a color and why they color have to be wiped out. They look at it, take it personal, not understanding you're not gonna be wiped out, your grandkids not gonna be wiped out, your great great grand it's just that white skin is what's in jeopardy here. What's because of the recessive trait or the mutation that it is, 
it is coming under fire, so to speak. So on the Five Foot Soul Network, we talk about that. We talk about that. We talk about how there's no such thing as a race based upon a people. That we are at one point seventy nations in Genesis ten. And we migrated to various parts of the world. We broke up into various parts of the world. And it all started with the Tower of Babel. We would have just been one people like the Father really wanted all along. But when man had an evil heart to build that Tower of Babel, he confused the languages. And we began to not understand each other. And so those that understood each other began to go this way and those that understand those people begin to go that way, and we end up being 70 nations. What are those 70 nations? Now we are some of, let's say, like 200 nations. So of course, some of this is bogus. How these people become nations? People grab a tank and a coup, and they take over government. But folks, we're not a people based on a color. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you are this type of people based on a color. You, we were all one people at one point and I do think those were brown colored people and we migrated within all of these regions of the world where people went there were some people coming out white how come they don't talk about that in your world how come they don't talk about that in your church if they would racism couldn't even live but because your church and your world and your colleges and your elementary schools and your institution and your books and then all the people you listen to your motivational speaking whatever you do for entertainment because in your world is is blacklisted or people just don't want to talk about it racism can swim can exist can thrive so that's why we have the five smooth stone network Again, we talk about difficult things like the little logo, logo, logo say, my little emblem I sent out to many of you. It says we are declaring things that the Father is saying. But it's just hard for many to understand, to accept it. They're so comfortable at times. If you understood what I just said, you'll probably understand all 410 of those shows. Now, some of those were family shows, true. But like I said, we try to deal with those hard issues. And I mean, why, 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 there should be more fossils on networks. You know, I'm tired of flipping the channel on Christian TV and all you hear is everybody talking about the same thing. And guess what? Nobody seems to understand it. There's enough talk on faith to where you should let, what, pull over any believer and, and talk to them and they all sound alike. But no, they, they don't, and I'm not trying to knock them, Somebody got to teach on faith, but I'm just saying all this talk on it. But I don't want to, I, I probably shouldn't have said that because I don't want to knock anybody, but all I'm trying to say is, folks, we have this network because I asked the Father five questions. Five questions. Those five questions turn into five answers, of, uh, and those five answers turn into five topics, and those five topics are as follows. I asked the Father, what is what you're using to black men? Like, yeah, I kept hearing that a lot, and I, I do go over this like every three or four shows. So those of you that have heard this a thousand times, please be patient. But I asked the Father, what is with you using the black man? I keep hearing ministers say that God is getting ready to use the black man. God is getting ready to use the black man. God is getting ready to use the black man. And it just sounded a little bit racist, like somebody trying to play with your head. 
you know, I mean, why would the father use the black man? There's no such thing as a race based on color. So the black man, it's not even a real people. Black people, white, it's not a real people. What is with the father using the black man? I asked the father that. What is with you using the black man? So if a white man seek you with all their heart, you're not going to turn to the white man. You're going to say, no, I'm only going to use black people right now. Well, that's racism right there. I had trouble with that prophecy that Kenneth Copeland and a lot of other ministers were talking about back in the day. But if you remember 1987, 1988, probably other years as well, but for sure in those years it was being said a lot, especially over the TBN network, they started networking, charismatic arena. Folks, this is true. I asked the father what's going on. Then, I was so upset because I learned some things about racism between 87 and 88. Racism in the church. So, I found out when the father wants to do something with any people, especially if they're dark-skinned people. No, no, not any people. Let me back up. When the father wants to do something with so-called dark-skinned people. What would happen a lot of time with our brothers and sisters that are white in power, which is another form of racism, they'll say, God is getting ready to do this for you, brother. God is getting ready to do this with you, brother. God is getting ready to do that with you, brother. You got that word in you. Man, you powerful. God is getting ready. God is getting ready. That's what they do when they don't want you to take your rightful place now. So, I learned something. That's just another form of racism. It really is. It's another form. It's no different than saying, go to the back of the bus, sit down and shut up. It's no different. So, your brother learned a lot in 1978. And, uh, so the father began to show me that he... I'm just going to answer each one of these questions quickly. It'll do it a little different. I know I'm going to do it. The father began to show me he's not using the black man because he's black. He's using the black man because what he's revealing in these last and evil times, a lot of white ministers are going to have reservations about teaching it because now is the time that he resurrects his people, a remnant of his people. And now is the time that the whole earth must know some of these mysteries that hasn't been known for thousands of years. Now is the time for the Father to, to bring forth information and a lot of our white brothers and sisters, they don't mind talking about faith, love, is that when you start talking about the why are we white? Or why, you know, how do we become white? Or all the things we talk about, all the things we talk about on this show. Things that, are, like I said, we talk about things that are uncomfortable. That the Father is saying, that the church just ain't going to talk about it because it makes them feel uncomfortable. Not just the church, colleges, everywhere you can, any learning institution. So that's what we do on this network. But I did ask the father, what is with you using the black man? And he let me know he's not using the black man because he's black, but because of when he began to bring forth information, those that preach this truth, if you happen to look on them on the outer shell, they're going to be mostly dark-skinned people. This is why the, uh, many uh, ministries are blossoming of color. And a lot of white people, so-called white brothers and sisters, are again, there I go too. But a lot of them are struggling. And they're having to change their style. A lot of them trying to talk 
so-called blacks, they think it's about hooping and they think it's about having that choir and they are adopting the ways of a lot of black people because they're trying to reach our people. And this is why. Okay? Another thing I asked the Father was, could I understand the book of Revelation? Could I understand the book of Revelation? Because in 1988, um, uh, I learned in, in that year that there's a lot of racism was in the church. That was the year the Father showed me racism in the church. I knew about it in the society, but not in the church. In 88, it was a time that I learned a lot about racism in the church. So the Father began to, I began to ask the Father, can I understand the book of Revelation? There was, there was another one of those five questions I asked the Father, can I understand the book of Revelation? I didn't ask to be here in America. I didn't ask to be put up on all these, these, these whites that's just, just hiding information from us. Can I break away from America? Uh, hold on, I'm, I'm mixing things up. Let me slow down, let me slow down. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to say that. I asked the Father, could I understand the book of Revelation? I didn't trust people like Hal Lindsey, Hilton Sutton, just the various uh, Revelation teachers, end-time prophecies, uh, prophets. I didn't trust white males because they had a weakness inside of them like many of us do. They had a weakness. They did not, could not, was not willing to allow the Father to use them word with information that would make them or their so-called people based upon a color look uh, other some, look any way other than great, awesome, uh, and so they were not going to teach, you know, for instance, who the true Israelites were. They was not going to teach the true history of the world. They was not going to teach a lot of things that make Africa look like uh, the thriving place that it is and have been for many thousands of years. They just weren't going to do it. That's all it is. That's all it is, folks. It's just that simple. So I ask because I understand the book of Revelation. And the Father have just just done that. We've talked about revelations. I don't talk about that often like I used to uh, with the uh, shows like the One World Government, uh, the New World Order Watch Society. Y'all can also Google that old show again. If you want any of these old uh, any of these shows, remember you can always go to Fastsoft. Excuse me, you can always go to Google. Dot com and type in five suits on blog talk radio and get any of our older shows. But there was a show we used to do called the New World Order Watch Society where I had on several guests and. Uh, we talked about the book of Revelation going to it pretty deep. Some people got more, uh, have, the Father has given them more than others. His Ruach have, uh, have you know, just really uh, run free in their life, and they've been able to understand the spirit of Ruach and uh, deeper than others. But we talked about the book of Revelation, especially chapter 17. So anyway, I asked, can I understand the book of Revelation? That was another thing I asked the Father. Another thing I asked the Father was, I told him I didn't trust ABC, uh, CBS, um, and I asked him all of these TV stations and news stations. I said I didn't trust them because I was hearing things um, that there's, you know, like I said uh, in the past, there's been wars, some wars, some wars planned in advance. Something, some as far out as 30 years in advance. A lot of this stuff is. Then there's stage. There's a lot of stage news. There's a lot of news that is uh, America will, will, will American government will put people in certain places. It's a lot of stage stuff. You don't always know what you're looking at. Like the whole Venezuela thing. Like when they were showing the scene and they kept showing one angle, one angle. Why can't they take the, show more angles of this coup that's trying to take over the, the government? And you just, it's just, it's just so much. What is going on? Is what I asked the father. What is going on? What is going on? What is going on in our world? I heard this such thing called the New World Order. 
heard there's another uh, things called the one world government, Father. And at this time, I didn't know anything about any of this. I just didn't know. I thought, what well, we gonna do? What's really going on? I mean, I figured they get some stories wrong here and there, but I had no idea that powerful, rich people on these news uh, stations and affiliates, and and they're not reporting accurately, and that they're trying to they have an agenda. In other words, they they want us to think a certain way and so I didn't know this I wasn't aware of this and so I asked the father brothers and sisters what is going on what is going on father what is going on our world and he answered that for sure you know I'll tell you what's going on in in brief in, in less than a minute here there's two kingdoms, and everybody out here thinking you're doing your own thing, and you're independent, and nobody can tell you nothing, you have no idea. You've been wired and programmed, and there's a big old cord, if I can say it like this, it's like an invisible big old cord going up to some entity. It's either going, you have either have cords connected to your head, it's almost like this. Just allow my, you know, just tired a little bit, I'm just just make it comical but it's almost like we're all connected to either the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light it's just that simple you're not doing what you think you want to do the bible says the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit wars against the flesh that you cannot do the things you will so there is a war going on between the kingdom of darkness which operating under this new world order one world government is very real very powerful these people are not racist because racism is, racism is something invented. They know better. These people are not sexist because they know the truth about sex. They know the truth about what a woman is, what her role is, because they have access to uh, 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 powerful documents and, 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 and all types of archaeology findings. They know the truth about uh, the woman, the man. These people are not sexist. These people are not atheists. They know there's a God. They know there's an evil spirit. These people, I believe, worship Satan. And I do think it's, I'm not talking about some little Satan worshipers and trying to get attention. I'm talking about showing up folks that worship Satan. Just like you talk to the Most High and you can hear his voice and you can feel his leading. There are some people just that connected to Satan. We don't like to think about it. We don't like to talk about it again. This is the Five Foods on Network and we talk about things what? that the Father is saying that's uncomfortable in most churches and colleges and educational institutions ain't going to talk about. That's what I try to do on this little engine we call the Five Foot Stone Network. We don't care about whether or not it's uncomfortable. We just want to get truth out there because we know, and you know, that the truth will make us free. You know that. So on this network, this is what we've been just trying to do for uh, what's the word? Just for sake of uh, entertainment, I really am trying to do what somebody did to me many years ago. Shared information with me after I prayed this prayer, these five questions. The Father used many people <clears throat> to 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 help me see, get those five questions answered. And like I said, from those five answers came these five topics. So anyway, that was one of the questions: What's going on? What's really going on? Another thing was. I asked the Most High, was, could I see the world? Could I see the world? Could I see the world? I just felt like because this American system is dominated by the white males and white people, 
and they have an agenda to not uh, to promote white supremacy. I felt like I couldn't get truth. I felt like I couldn't get information. I felt like I couldn't know who self is, who God is, who my uh, no other country for sure outside of America or in Europe. So I, I asked the Father, could I see the world? That's the way I worded it. Could I see the world? Could I see the world? Now, I haven't seen every single aspect of the world, but I've seen enough to say that I have been around the world. I've been to 24 countries, and it's not like I say so often. It's not the fact that I've been to those 24 countries. It's who I met and the information. These five answers, how they was, these five questions, how they was answered in various countries. You don't have to go nowhere to get answers, really. The Father can just talk to you whenever you want to, uh, whenever we allow him to, I should say, because he's always trying to talk to us. But for me, it happened in not just... It happened all over the place, and I don't know that I could have got those answers in the States. Probably wouldn't have trusted the folks if they would have told me, but I did say, could I see the world? That was another question. And another thing I asked the Father was, was there any blacks in the Bible? I let him know that uh, I didn't care what color Christ was, didn't care what color anyone was in the Bible. At the time, I, I even said this, I prayed this, prayer. listen, brothers and sisters, I said to the Father, I believe he is the white male. I do, do think he does have blonde hair, but a lot of people are making fun of me, and they're saying that the Messiah didn't look like this. I don't know, so I'm asking you, Father, was there any, was the Messiah a black man? It doesn't matter, but I want to know. And if he was, was there anybody in that Bible that looked like me? That was another answer a question I asked the father just like uh, again like a son or a grandson would do crawl up on his father's lap ask him a simple question I wasn't trying out what those of you think I'm down with white people or full of hatred or something remember how I'm asking these questions this is the heart this is my heart this was the heart like of a child asking a father a simple question it's just that simple folks I wish I could it ain't really it's not it's not more that's it I mean, that's it. It's just a simple question. Was there any blacks in the Bible? I mean, every child asked that sooner or later. I remember thinking I asked that when I took my mother when I was coming up. You know, it's just a simple question. Is a, is a child a racist? People want to do and hang out and, and, and be associated with things that remind them of themselves. That's all there is to it. So anyway, folks, I asked the Father these five questions. And here goes the five topics that came out of those five questions. Now, him, me asking the Father, can I see the world, wasn't a topic. It just was, yes, of course I could see the world. But there were five topics that came out of those five questions. Here are the topics. The revelation of who the people are in that Bible. Remember I asked the Father, there's black, were there any blacks in the Bible? Well, the Father began to show me, not only is there blacks in the Bible, but that whole Bible is full of dark-skinned people. And I do mean the whole Bible. Now, I would have been happy to follow the stage just two blacks. I've been jumping up and down and fighting, and, you know, it wouldn't change much. I just, but, folks, I wish I could say, oh, it's half and half, where everybody feels happy and everybody can feel, you know, I wish I could say that. But I'd be lying through my teeth if I told you, there's everybody's in the Bible. Oh, he's, it's red and yellow, black and white, we are precious and it's like, that is not true. That Bible is full of very dark-skinned people. If I don't say it just like that, I'm lying. When white skin does appear in that book that's on your coffee table, it's associated with back then called a plague because there was too much mixing for there to be a white nation or white so-called race. There was too much mixing. Those people were brown-colored people. And when there was white skin, it was an albino. And those albino began to multiply. 
and sooner or later, for whatever reason, they went up north. I know what it is, but I'm not going to go into it now. And they be- begin to grow and grow and grow off of this recessive trait, just like if short people or a certain handicapped type of people or would go off and mix just with that type, with that type that they have in common, there would be many of them. If bald-haired people would just go somewhere and just mix with bald-haired people, then they'd have a bald-haired uh, people. If people three feet would just only mix with people three feet, their children would be three feet, and they could have millions of people too. So it's, it's, no, it's not accurate to say somebody is a race based on a color. This stuff's happening around 16, I think, 81, after the uh, Bacon's Rebellion, when they, you know, indigenous service, when they first came over here, and they come up with this concept. So, were there blacks in the Bible? The entire book Bible is black. And I mean the entire Bible. I can prove it. I'm with scripture. So that was a revelation that the Bible is full of dark-skinned people. And of course, out of that, we get the revelation of the Israelites. Because if all of them was black and the Israelites were originally black, then of course, what's it going to be today? Then could I see the world? I already talked about that. Uh, um, that wasn't a topic, though. That was just a quick answer. But uh, there's five messages or five topics to come out is what I'm trying to say. What's going on? Like I said, there's two kingdoms battling the one world government and the new world order. The one world government is nothing more than a counterfeit kingdom of God. Uh, let me just do this real quick because somebody is saying they can't get through it. I'm going to have to call them. So I'm going to take a little short break here and uh, we're going to come back and finish up these five small songs. But so I, I really don't like it when blog talk is charging people and this one uh, brother, he can't come, he can't get on. So let me, let me, let me uh, give him a call, folks. And uh, we'll be right back. I just got to do this. So um, y'all uh, enjoy this. And I do want to apologize to those of you that tune in to hear um, Jared Lowe talk about music. There's something that came up and he wasn't able to do it. And so I do apologize for that. Um, but he is going to be on in the future. He has something called his aunt. His, his grandmother's not doing well. She wasn't doing too because she's doing good from what I understand now. So Jared Lowe and Robbie, those of you family members that's listening, have been sick. And so... Jared couldn't make it for that reason. So anyway, um, you've been listening to the Five Stones Network, Brother Seth, just going over the Five Stones Stones, the Five Questions I Asked the Most High, and the Five Answers, but I do have to call a gentleman uh, that's important to the show. He's been very supportive of the show, and he can't get on blog talk. He's charging him. So I'm take a little quick break. Y'all check out this 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 <laughs> this this song here. Uh, a very interesting song, okay? And we'll be right back. in a second here. Check this out. Makes me wanna run on 
Okay, okay, folks. What happened if I turned on my mic? I apologize for that, y'all. Just bear with me. I don't have a, a techie guy, so it's just me doing all this. I do apologize for that. I hope y'all enjoyed it by Walter Hawkins. It's called What Is This? But again, you've been listening to the Five Swings Network. I'm Brother Seth, and I'm just going to rush to this because I have my guests in the house. We're going to bring on the surprise topic. Uh, but I want to finish up these five stones because it's very important because many of you are asking these kinds of questions to the Most High, and you need to know that we have over 410 topics, 410 shows dealing with just that. So, again, uh, Brother Seth and I asked the Father five questions back in 1988, and he had answered those questions. When we talk, when I asked him about was there blacks in the Bible, again, the Bible isn't red and yellow, black and white, we are purchasing this site. The Bible is full of dark-skinned people, and I do mean dark-skinned. I can, I, it's too much mixing for there to be a white race, for there to be millions and millions of people. Okay, they have to I literally take their recessive trait that mutation that coming. these black people have to take their we, because it's not we versus them, we, our people would have had to take that recessive white skin trait that they have and mix among themselves for many, many years away from everybody else in order for there to be this many white people. And that's exactly what happened. But those people came, had to have come from dark-skinned people. So anyway, the revelation of the Israelites, so that's when the Father showed me that that the Bible is full of dark-skinned people. That was that's one of the revelations we talk about. And so, if the Bible full of dark-skinned people, obviously, who were they? They were the Israelites. So that's one of the topics we talk about a lot on this show: the revelation of the true people of the book, the Israelites. And then we talk about some called leprosy. So, if white, if black-skinned, if the people in the scriptures and the people of our earth, of our planet, originally were people of color, made from brown dirt. If you look outside, everything is green and brown. There is no color of white people. That's how you know it's a recessive trait. I'm not. I'm not hating on white. It, listen, how about this? There's no color of light-skinned black people. So this is not no down with the black white man thing. Y'all need to listen to me very careful. Oftentimes when I say white, you can slide in light-skinned black people. So this is no hatred. This is not nothing against no white people. Please listen to your brother's heart. Okay? This is just talking about recessive trait mutation. I have light-skinned people in my family. I would never say anything to make them feel less than. We're just one human family, folks. But there is something called melanin. And there's there's secrets in that property that is amazing. It's amazing. And often on, on many shows we've talked about that. Once you find out what melanin is, you understand why they hate us. Because that stuff right there sounds like stuff from a comic book, some of the things that can happen through melanin. Just really quickly, one little side row, Dr. Uh, uh, Pukram, Jewel Pukram, P-O-O-K-R-U-M, is a, an authority on melanin. And one thing she said is that the the space shuttle is actually, uh, because it gets so hot, you know, at the bottom, you know, when it takes off, because of the heat, they put this kind of like a... Um, it's something based from melanin. It's like a coating on the space shuttle to be able to handle the heat. Stuff ain't no joke. If you understand what's behind melanin, you'll understand why we're hated. That is the truth. So we always talk about white skin, white skin, but on this show, again, this network talk about things that are uncomfortable, but that the Father really has said... But you're not going to hear in your church, your college, or your religion, of your educational centers. That's what we do here. So anyway, the Father did show me the revelation of leprosy. We talk about it. Leprosy in the Bible 
was not the same as leprosy that's in you thinking of right now in your head. Get rid of that. That has nothing to do with leprosy. That's palsy or something. All them fingers falling off. Leprosy in the Bible was nothing more than white skin. One scripture, real quick. And Miriam, Moses' sister. And Miriam, Moses' of the Bible, his sister. And Miriam became leprous as snow. Well, the Bible don't mean that. Okay, it said the same thing about Moses. And Moses' hand, when he stuck in his bosom, the time the father had to stick his hand in his bosom to show his power, and Moses' hand became leprous as, whatever follow as is going to describe what it is. And Moses' hand became leprous as, no, we go into it, folks. I can't go into it now. But anyway, leprosy is one of the topics. The revelation between Jews is another topic. The kingdom of God. Remember I tell you what's really going on? There is a war in the heavens between the, the saints and the ain'ts. And it's serious. It's real. This one world government, everybody giveth all of glory. But they, they don't talk about it as the kingdom of the most high. We do talk about that. Matter of fact, that's what I talk about the most on this show. You're going to hear about that tonight. Because when we talk about his, his, part, his word, his kingdom, his angels, all this is part of the kingdom of the Father. But there is a coming, a kingdom on this earth that will rule and set up. Speaking of that, another stone is or another topic. We had, so we got leprosy. We got the revelation of the Jews. Now it's just mentioned the kingdom of the Most High. Then there's something called the one world government. Like I said, these are these are these are topics. These are stones. These are major revelations we talk about on this show. So the kingdom of God is one stone. One world government is another stone. Okay. So I cover them all. Let's see one, two. Three, four, and let's see here. Another revelation I talk about, another stone I talk about that we throw at the enemy is white supremacy. I talk about that to death on this show, and uh, many of you know I believe that white supremacy is not a people. It's a philosophy. Not all white people subscribe to it. Not all black people don't. Some of the biggest white supremacists in the world look like you. Uh, look dark skinned because I know it's mo- most of who listen to this show, but we do have white brothers that just listen. So, um, I apologize to the air. Uh, okay, never mind. I see what's going on here. All right. So, I think Purcell, hopefully he can hear me now. All right, let's go to the phone line, folks. Again, we have our guest in the house, uh, Purcell Porsche. I'm so grateful for him. Um, he's been hanging out with us here lately. And this brother is, um, I just hope he knows how much I really appreciate this brother. And, uh I mean, he's just been doing his thing, uh, coming on, sharing. Purcell, Purcell is a minister, but he don't throw it around. Uh, and uh don't know if it's something to throw around, really. Of course, you want to be proud of the Father and, and grateful for the Father. But but uh, he don't really boast. He don't really um, gloat uh, in, in, in that uh, title, which is an honor. It is an honor to be called into the ministry. It really is. But he never talk about that. He just talk about what he's called to do, and he just Purcell is a servant. If y'all ever met a brother that really will serve, I remember he used to run this soup kitchen. But he, even before that, he just was a servant. But let me tell you real quickly. I'm, I know I'm going a little fast, but let me just tell you a little brief about Brother Purcell Porsche. He ran a soup kitchen in Cincinnati, right? Check this out. His soup kitchen wasn't like another soup kitchen. This brother would have on little jazz. For these homeless people, and I mean, he would call them. He would often hear him say, "Yes, sir," "No, sir," and I mean, people that didn't have a home that would come there to eat got more than just food. And the powers that be said, "The whites that came there to serve, I ain't gonna believe this." 
some of our white brothers and sisters, if I can say it like that, that came there to serve meals had issues with this brother because he treated those people with love and dignity. And they had this jazz and he would make conversation with him. He would touch him, physically touch him and laugh with him. They loved that brother. If he would have stopped serving food, they would have probably kept coming. So anyway, that's just one thing. He's a good coach. Uh, he's uh, works in the ministry. Uh, he wears a lot of hats. He's a lot of little businesses. and He just he does a lot of things. He's a very busy man. So I'm just so glad to have him on the show. And let's go to the phone line and bring the brother on the show, okay? All right, here we go, 504 Nine five two, brother Purcell Porsche, are you there? I'm here, sir. Well, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well, man. It's an honor to be on. Um, I get excited about this show. Uh, we were talking earlier, and I talked about how the show causes me to, to it kind of stretches me a little bit, which is a good thing. And it, uh, it sharpens me. So I'm grateful for the show, man. I want to say hello to your guests who have come on. I want to say thank you to all of the guests that consistently come on and support the program. Um, I know that you're blessed. This, this brother here is full of a wealth of information. Um, he's a whale. He's a living whale. And uh, we've known you, one another for several, several years now. Um, it was even a spell when we actually lived together as brothers. And, uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold, hold on one second. There's a little noise. It's not like you're in a car with the window down. If so, I don't know if you can, but there's a lot of noise in the background. I am in the car. Uh, I just picked my wife up from work. Okay. Well, maybe you can't. If you, I don't know if you can even have that. It may just be the engine, but it's kind of loud. Just speak up a little bit. You'll hear when you play it back, but go ahead. I'm, uh, you do good. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, but it just sounds like you're on the road, but I don't think we can do anything about it because you're driving. Just go ahead and, and finish your little intro there. I appreciate it. Yeah, so, yeah, man, I, uh, like I was saying, I, um, when, uh, when we lived together, it was so enriching for me, um, I listened to a lot of motivational speakers, I listened to Zig Ziglar, I listened to Les Brown, uh, I listened to Jim Rohn, um, and all those guys say, that if you are the smartest one in your circle, then you need to move circles. And I'm grateful that I am not the smartest one in my circle. I learned so much from this brother Seth, uh, as you have, I'm sure, your listeners. Uh, so it's an honor. Um, I appreciate that great introduction, Seth. Um, you're so kind, my brother. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate it. Iron sharpens iron. That's free and sharpen one another. 
So I'm grateful to call you friend, man. Um, I look forward to the day that um, we grow close. Betty, we are another right now. But God is good, man. To be together again, so that we can sit up fellowshipping. And I miss that, man, and I appreciate it. Well, man, just know I appreciate you as well. And tonight again, um, Purcell didn't even know it was a surprise. He just, he just, he just said he would come on as a guest. And Purcell, when you can, uh, whenever you. Uh, just keep talking. Just, just just talk up just a little bit. We can. You kind of was fading out on this one reason. I just kind of started talking here. So maybe after a while you come to a stop and it can be a little clearer. But I'm glad you're on, brother. And uh, I would I, uh, just appreciate you hanging out with these couple of weeks here. Let me just say this, uh, everyone. Tonight, tonight, tonight. I just a lot of things have been going on in my heart. You know, uh, a lot of things have been happening, and I just kind of wanted to talk about tonight. This new world we have with this new generation that's coming up, new black people, and a lot of people our ages are guilty. We're guilty of not being very loving towards this new generation. And I'm, I'm stepping on my toes tonight. I'm about to do a show that's going to step on my toes, just, just the whole show. I'm going to kind of talk about some weaknesses of mine, some areas where I, I am not doing good right now. And that is dealing with young black America, so-called black America. I don't know what's going on with our people, and I think a lot of this is needed because of this, of what the Father is doing. Uh, I think we need an unchurched society to throw up everything and then start all over. That has to be what the Father is doing because these churches is empty of people less than 30. I know that there's people go to church less than 30. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the bulk of our young people is not interested in going to church. If they do go to church, they're, they're very cynical with it. They're, they have issues with it. They're challenging every single thing, and they should. They should all along. We all should. But, Priscilla, we live in a world now where I'm worried. I'm a little concerned. I was telling a neighbor of mine the other day that I really am considering uh, going out and just really getting uh, just tighten up my armory. I mean, I'm talking about buying weapons. I'm very, very serious. Very, very serious. And I don't mean going and buying weapons just to have a little weapon under your, in your trunk or something. I'm talking about going out like a survivalist kind of almost and learning how to uh, I, I already know how to use a weapon, but I mean learn the professional way, learn the law, learn all types of things. Some people probably laugh at it because they, they've been doing it since forever. Uh, you know, but a lot of us are not people of war, and we've never thought about doing anything like this. We just own a weapon, and we have it in the closet or something. But no, I'm talking to a, I'm talking about a whole other level. I'm talking about being able to, you know, really, 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 not just defend yourself, but, you know, um, but to really defend yourself. <laughs> so it's just so much going on. And it's to a point that you don't have to live in no hood no more. That's old. People is acting out. I'm talking about um, not just, I'm not just talking about our people right now, but 
and I guess I am talking to our people, but I want to switch gears and say this. Not just buying weapons for, for, for our people misbehaving, uh, for our safety and more protection, but for all people. You got the white supremacists on one spectrum coming after us because they want to survive genetically. And then you got our people that's full of self-hate and full of poison of white supremacy. They don't value self, and they want to make money, and they worship money, and they are, it's just chaos wherever they go. They're, they're anti-the establishment, and they don't have wisdom. They're on the other end of the spectrum. So tonight, when I say surprise topic, I want to talk about, I don't even know if I have a topic, a uh, title, uh, but I do have a topic, but I don't know if I have a title. But I want to talk about surviving. You know, a lot of us talk about, oh, I trust God. If you trust God, if you trust the Most High, you trust Yahweh Israel, and you really trust Him for your safety, there is nothing I can tell you uh, that would be better than that. But per se, per se, I can tell you, most people that I know, believers, really good people, I don't believe trust God like they say, trust the Most High like they say. I don't believe they do. Because of the comments they make in the lives they live in, a lot of the choices they make. So tonight I just want to kind of just hit it, do a show where I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. So this is going to be a little different kind of a thing for me. I'm a little uncomfortable with this. Uh, I'm going to confess some things tonight. You know, I have issues with our young people. I love them. I want to help them. But it's like we're growing apart from each other. When I talk to them, they talk a very different language. A lot of our people is not down with church, not down with God, not down with the Most High. And I keep saying God because, again, that's where a lot of us live. But I really like to say the Most High and, and, and Yah or, or Yahuwah or Yahweh uh, being the Most High or, and, and His Son, Yeshua. Some of y'all say Jesus. I don't probably say Jesus on this show. But my point is they're not down with none of that. A lot of our young people is interested in one thing and one thing only, and that is money. Maybe fame would be next. Maybe power would be number three. But they worship those three kings of America, money, fame, and power. That's what they're interested in, not church. And I'm concerned because us older people, everything, everything evolve around the most high. Even if we ain't living right, some of us. I'm talking about older people, those of us that's not living the life we know we should. We still have a, a conscience about us. And this young generation is very strange to me. And then, not to mention, white supremacists springing up. There's over 970 white supremacist cells in the United States. And they are recruiting and they're growing. As long as Trump is in there, he's standing in fire. And I'm concerned. And it's like, you better have you some kind of weapon with you or you better really, 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 all jokes aside, really trust the most high because you could lose your life or, most, or in most cases just wind up being uh, hurt or your, you or your loved one. So we'd like your feedback on what I've said so far. I'm going to go a little deeper, but just for starters, we'd like to know your comment on that. And those of you on the phone lines that want to comment and get in on this, go ahead and press 1. Well, thank for you. Thank, thank you, all, those that are already on the uh, phone lines and those in the chat room. Remember, if you're in the chat room, you have a comment. Simply type question marks before and after your question. Priscilla, what do you have to say? Get some feedback on that, please. Well, Seth, you know what? Um, with this particular generation, like you said, 
this is what I believe about this generation. This is a fearless generation, number one. Uh, and when I mean fearless, I mean in every sense of the word, fearless. They fear no one, nothing, and nobody. Um, number two, I feel like also that they operate by a different value system. The values have changed. I can remember when I was coming up. Now, I like a lot of the things that the young people like now, too. I like my little fancy car that I had. I like the, the bump in the trunk, like they say. But it was what I would, what I would not do is I would not pull up into a friend's driveway bumping my music just out of respect for his mother or father. Uh, today, not so. They'll ride down the street right in front of your house with the music bumping 11, 12 o'clock in, at night. No respect whatsoever. It's a different animal today, man. It really is a different animal today. Um, and I do believe, and they're, like you said, they're, they're, they're wiser in the things of the world, though. They're much wiser in the things of the world. Like you were talking about arming yourself, the weapons and whatnot. I used to work with a young man who was 18 years old, knew more about guns than I did, had guns. I mean, we worked out of town. Oh, no. We worked. You there, there, Seth? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, me and this young man, we worked out of town before together. And this dude took his weapon with him. 18 years old, man. This man, this young man knew exactly what his rights were concerning that weapon. He knew the inners and the outers of that weapon. He knew how to use that weapon. He knew how to take that weapon apart and clean it, put it back together with his eyes closed, man. It's a different, different uh Young people today are just very different, and it, like you said, it's scary. It is scary, you know. Um, yeah. My wife and well, I. Well, let, let me say this about let me say this about the live music and knowing how to use a weapon. Knowing how to use a weapon, I don't consider that a crime at all. I don't see it as being negative at all or any of that. That's just knowledge. You get that when you go to the Army, and there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people that went into the military, and they know the same thing. So that's not kind of what I'm talking about, even though I know what you're saying. When we was coming up, we didn't know any of that. That just meant we was just not a uh, – we was just a piece of people. So, no, we didn't study wars, Purcell is saying. He's right. But I'm talking about well, something more sinister. Hold on, sir. No, that's okay. not exactly what I mean either. That's not exactly what I mean either. I mean, when we were coming up, now in my day, we had some thugs. We had some thug brothers too. I mean, we was about that. We was about that life, as they say, you know. But that wasn't all we thought about. Today, 
that's all they think about. Like you said, the, the, all they think about is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. They used to say it about the white boys when the Beatles was real hot. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's for real. Now for us, I think the tables have turned um, culturally. Now, back in the day, this going to sound crazy and it's going to sound racist, but I'm okay with that. Because back in the day, it was white people was crazy. And everybody knew they was crazy. And they exhibited their craziness by shooting up schools and carrying on. Black people didn't do that. And then all of a sudden, you got these black kids that was doing stuff that most of the time white kids was doing. It started gradually, gradually slipping into, or not slipping into, but it started gradually changing. The roles started changing. And you had black kids cussing their parents out. Whereas we were so afraid to do something like that, that our my my mama used to say all the time, she said, I brought you in this world and I'll take you out. Now to think now every black person that's black at all, parents said that to them at one point or another. But here's the difference in black kids and white kids. We believed them. I believe my mama would have took me up out of here. So it was it, it was a total it's a totally 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 different um, culture and the culture the, the cultures have changed. It wouldn't be strange to hear that a black kid shot a school up. That wouldn't be strange to hear. It was strange to hear that we had a subway shooter. You remember the black guy that was shooting people yeah. on the subway? The, we had a we had a a black sniper, but that kind of stuff was unheard of. But the roles begin to change, and then you got these people now. I watched I watched an interview from a young man from Texas. He was. I want to say he's 16 years old. Man, this dude murdered two people. And the interviewer said, what would you say to the family of your victim? This is what that young man said. And it's going to be a little graphic. And I still love Jesus. That young man, 16 years old. His response was when they said when that interviewer said, "What would you say to your victim's family?" He said, "Fuck them." He said, "Fuck them. They don't care about me. I don't care about them. Shit. We was just out there to hit a lick." And that's the mentality of. A large 
amount, a vast number, man, of our young people today. That's why when you say and say that it's scary out here, man, it is scary. These young people don't care nothing about you at this point. Man, me and my wife went to the shooting range. Me and my wife went to the shooting range. Me and my wife are going to be holding here real soon. It's, it's, it's real out here today. It's real. It's, listen, when I, I, when I tell you it's real, it's real out here. My family is from New Orleans, Louisiana. If you go to New Orleans and don't know how to handle yourself, you could be handled by an eight-year-old. An eight-year-old in New Orleans will take you out of here. I'm well, telling you, it's say, real let, out let, here. Let me say this because you, you're talking my language now. That's exactly where I'm going with this. And, folks, just so you know, this is not going to be a show where we just sit up and just bash the young, bash the young, bash the young people. This is a show where we're going to definitely bring it home because some of y'all don't see none of this. You know, some of y'all live in these neighborhoods and you don't see any of the stuff we're talking about, but some of y'all the same town, they ain't even hit the core yet. You, Folks, listen, when I say it's scary out here, I do mean it's scary. But at the same time, there is a nation of young people that love the most high. And it is a wave I've never seen at the same time of young people coming, and they're not just questioning the Bible to argue. There are those simple-minded, carnal, immature folks holding the Bible that's just not there, stuck on the law. I mean, it's those people, too. But I am seeing more and more and more, there are some priests coming, being born. There are some Bible thumpers. There are some people that is calling the Catholic Church out for all of the evils. There's some people that are studying. This Internet is not just being used for something bad. There's a lot of these young people, they have quick access to information. They're looking up things. They're challenging things. So just know that we do know about those young people as well. But I'm saying tonight I wanted to do a show where I'm talking about my weaknesses. This is going to be a little different show tonight. I'm not going to be... You know, it's probably because I recognize I have a problem. I know about these other young people. I know about them, and, I'm, and that's what gives me hope. I know that they're out there. They love the Most High. They know what the people of the Most High. They're seeking Him. They're trying to reach others. They're using their social media as a platform to get the truth out. They're all about the Most High. They worship the whatever believers. I mean, it's people that are really going there. But I don't know what is going on, but there is this other element of people. And a lot of our young men have been locked up in prison and uh, because they was locked up. And so many people, so many people is involved with the prison uh, system. And it ain't because of them and they just evil people said, oh, I'm not buying that white supremacy. You know, a lot of our young people have been justly locked up. But for whatever reason, they've created, in addition to all the things Purcell is saying, has keep, created a very large gay community. Watch this. Watch this, it comes your first curveball among hardcore young black males. There is a homosexual, they don't like to call themselves that, but there are thugs. Homosexuality, it will just, it will floor you. It will floor you 
if you knew, because the brother says, I, I do the research. I'm telling you, I go places most of y'all would never go. Like when I went to the voodoo shop in New Orleans, I'm not afraid to go into places. I'm telling you, I've learned things from studying on the Internet, talking to people, because I'm a talker. I love talking to people, especially our brothers out here. And I'm telling y'all, there's a lot of thugs that is really, 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 really out there. There are gangs that that's a part of their initiation. And that's why they so 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 what we gangs don't break up because when you have sex with somebody, it's like a glue. And they use that to to be more committed. I know some of y'all mind mouth is probably wide open, I'm telling you, it ain't a few thousand. It's a lot of people doing it, especially with the frustration going between the African American men and African African American women. A lot of these thugs and gangs, there's a reason they're close and they just cause it's, it's, it's some orgies going on with all guys. I'm talking about hardcore guys like they will shoot you in a minute and will shoot you. I, I'm, I'm very serious. you got to remember, if these guys go into prison, and you all know what happened in prison, well, what happens when they come out? They don't just all of a sudden throw all those experiences away. They've been there 20, 30 years with boyfriends. What do you think going to happen when they come out? They just all of a sudden want a woman? So this is another reason why gang, gang activity is so strong among our people. And I'm telling you all, this is a part of the problem. Then our women, these girls... You know, I don't know what has happened per se, but every single, I'm not going to say every single day, i got, I got to be careful with my words tonight. I don't know what's going on that so many of our sisters are feeling like they got to do what they got to do. Whenever you hear that, that phrase, I got to do what I got to do, for women, a lot of them, too many of them, not all of them, not even most of them, but too many of them, are stripping. It's like the strip clubs is through the roof now. It's like, that's the thing now. It's like church is being pushed back. Now, I mean, look at look at some of these people that 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 that. You hear somebody saying they go to church? Look at them. They just look just like the people that go to church. It, it's it's not a, a few people that go to strip club. You might not go to it, believe it. Some of y'all listen to this five on network. Y'all a bent. Y'all have a bent towards Christianity. A lot of y'all or Hebrewism. But there's a lot of people. In these strip clubs, and they, these girls feel like I gotta do what I gotta do. And then the boys, what they do, the equivalent of that, is they feel like when they gotta do what they gotta do, is sell drugs. There is so many of our young people. I know y'all know some of this kind of old information, but folks, it's bigger numbers than you last check. It's like, especially when they legalize it, now everybody feel like it's not a bad thing to sell marijuana. It's not a bad thing to sell drugs because America have been a hypocrite all about it. Now all of a sudden they got three states, I think it is, that's now legalized it. So this is causing problems with our youngs because now a lot of them is high all the time. And the problem with being high all the time, oh, it's natural, ain't nothing wrong, it's healthy, it's from the earth. From the, earth. the father don't want us high all the time. He doesn't. I, I don't believe one is high at all. I, so I'm I think we're not. I think it's taking marijuana for ailments or something. This is one thing, but to be out, to have your mind altered. The scripture says, "He that drinketh is not." So we say drinking, but it does say drunkenness is not wise. Drunkenness and being high to me is the same thing. It's people that kill themselves high. Not everybody, of course, but you just got to control your focus like you would be otherwise. So a lot of our young people per se in addition to everything you said, is they're staying in this, in this, in this, what's the word I'm looking for? They they are not, everybody want to just be chilled out. 
and oftentimes we don't need to be chilled out in a, in a slow motion mode. And sometimes you got to be aggressive in life. You got you need you need just the opposite of what we do to you. Sometimes you don't need to be oh just I just need to chill out, smoke some weed. No, sometimes. I say all the time, but I'm just saying sometimes we're all yeah, we do the chill out. I'm saying you do need to chill out, but I don't know that it needs to be because you smoke marijuana. You just need to chill out with other things. Because the marijuana smoking it, it is a danger to your lungs as far as smoking your lungs. I know that. People might argue with me about, you know, the naturalness of earth and all of that, but my point is this. We have a society where a lot of our people are Yo, about the noise and had a little gnat to fly by me. But Purcell and callers, and again, if you want to chime in to any of this we're talking about, folks, just hit press one of your phone line. We have a phone line full of people, and I appreciate you. And I haven't checked the chat room, but if y'all give me a minute, I will check the chat room. And I do think we do have a hand that went up here. Okay, actually, my, I'm not looking at the board. We have two hands. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, y'all. I just want to look at the board. I see two hands we have up, so I'm coming at you. But, folks, what I'm trying to say is this. Say that again. I will. I, I got it. I will. I got it, Purcell. I got it. My point is this, folks. I don't want y'all to think this show tonight is about bashing young people. It really is not. But I'm concerned. And if you don't believe the Father and trust Him and know that you have angels, you better be armed. That's all I can say. I don't know who was first, so I'm going to go to uh, Erica. They're going to say, please, I'm going to this other person, this is Sister Eliana, and she may want to hang with us a little bit. I don't know. But let's go to the call. I know it may have limited time. It will come to you, Sister Eliana, I think. I see Erica 209. Maybe it may not be her. But Erica 817350, uh, go ahead with your question or comment. I'd like to know your name and your city first, and then you go ahead with your question. Then we'll come to you, Erica 209. I do apologize. I didn't see these hands earlier. Shalom, shalom, shalom. This is uh, Brother Apostle Malachi Pierre Reynolds, Fort Worth, Texas, Lost Found Israelites Ministry. We just wanted to uh, speak. Well, shalom, brother. Shalom. How y'all doing tonight? Uh, I'm pretty good. Bill, I just wanted to uh, comment on uh, that uh, a scripture came to my mind as uh, Brother Purcell uh, was making his comment about the youth and you as well uh, about where uh, where iniquity did abound, grace abound even much more. And I thought about how we hear so much negative news about the youth. We hear so much negative news about the youth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. today. But yet at the same time, uh, the Most High is awakening up a lot of young people with this truth uh, on us being the, on the descendants of uh, slaves being the true Israelites. And, and the Most High is, is doing it in such a way where it started off as a grassroots movement even before uh, it got all on the YouTube. May not agree with all these different camps, but we do agree that these young people are out on the streets, that, that they're pushing this Bible, 
I'm seeing young people, young people pushing this Bible that was once gangsters, that was once drug dealers, pushing this Bible in the streets. So while on one hand we see iniquity abounding, but on the other hand, if we just if we can see the grace of Almighty Yah, our God, He is awakening up a a great many young people because I'm seeing it myself as they come into uh, my ministry and uh, and uh, as they come to us when we're on the streets. And before you know it, a couple of weeks later, they're on the same side as me, reading the scripture as I'm teaching. So at the same time, the Most High, He's coming with His grace. And I just wanted to make that statement. Thank you. Chris, you want to comment? That was good. That was good. Um, that was a very sobering scripture. Because it's, it's the truth, you know. And the Bible said he always causes us to triumph. So we don't talk about well, let me speak for myself, and I—I I actually think I can speak for Seth too. We don't talk—we don't talk about this as if we are a defeated people. What we are doing, at least what I'm doing, is I'm—I'm I'm bringing awareness to the enemy's devices. The Bible said He would not have us ignorant concerning the enemy's devices. And most of what we're talking about tonight, I understand it as a believer. I understand it to be a distraction. And what what has happened, and that's a beautiful thing that you got them young people who are locked and loaded like that. that. That's necessary and much needed in the earth. Because Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's some noise there uh, I don't know who it is So just if we can, please Go ahead I don't know what you hear um, Trust me When you play anyway, the show back, you'll hear it Just trust me, I'm not I'm making this up It's just sound like somebody's probably got the hand on the microphone moving It may not be you, Purcell But just know I'm hearing this, okay So let's just try to may not okay. be you, though Okay Okay yeah, but, oh, man, that was such a good scripture. That was a good, good, good scripture. Um, and well, I let agree. me say this while you're giving I, your thoughts, Priscilla. Go ahead with you. Sansom, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, I agree. I agree with what he was saying. And, and, um, and folks, this is something I always to... say. I always say that there is always an exception to the rule. I agree that there are young people out here that's on fire, full of the word, taking the street by storm for the gospel's sake. I, I agree with that. I believe that. I'm advocating for that. I think also, because the gospel is, is up is constantly up under attack. 
I think what happens is those type of things with those youths that we're talking about, that my brother Malachi was just talking about, that kind of stuff gets hidden under a bushel. You're not going to see that on the 6 o'clock news. You're not going to see that on the 11 o'clock news. They're not even going to come to do that story. Well, let me say this, because y'all are talking about, actually, hold on a second. What y'all are talking about is something very positive, very good, and it's very real, and I'm not taking away. I want you to hear me out very clearly. What I don't want is us to focus on, I don't know how many young people it is, under 30, probably, I don't know, probably a million, two million or something. I don't know, I don't know. But I don't want to focus on... Well, because we're going on the same road. Go ahead, go ahead. I just, just go ahead, go ahead. You got to let me finish because I'm going somewhere. Here, here, I just wanted to, the reason why I was dealing with that is because we need to give credit where credit is due. Although we got this crazy stuff going on, there is a remnant that's not, that's not, that's not um, affected by what the world is doing. And I'm excited about them. But I w- also want to talk about the vast majority. Let me let me shift gears right quick and kind of go where I wanted to go a little bit more. And remember, guys, okay. okay, okay, okay. I'm going to hit this right quick and then I'm going to leave it alone. But I want to share this because it's so crazy. The, 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 what we're talking about is much crazier on a whole nother level. You hit it for a minute. You hit that homosexuality thing. Let me tell you something that we experienced here in Cincinnati, Ohio. I don't know where else they did this, but I want y'all to know that last year at my children's school, the homecoming queen that ran, the, the one that ran for homecoming queen was a boy. It not only happened at Princeton High School, Cincinnati, Ohio, but it also happened at uh, Aiken High School, Cincinnati, Ohio. They had, they had a homecoming king, which was a boy, and a, the one running for homecoming queen was a boy also. This is what we're dealing with, y'all. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is the craziness that we're dealing with. And I had a conversation with the principal. The principal said to me that it was the student that chose uh, that allowed this. It was the students that wanted this to happen. He's brain dead. Huh? He's brain dead, of course. Yeah, but they allow. What it is is they allow the students to do to to make the choice as to whether or not um, they they can do this or not. So they give the students the option, and the students voted in the affirmative for this man. 
Well, let me say this. Let me say this again because we got another call holding. I want uh, uh, ask Brother Patrick if he was done with his question. But let me just say this, uh, everybody. You can always get on a show for any generation. My mother is. We could have got on a show. You can always get on on a show and talk about how young people are. It's just in them to rebel. You're about to talk about the Bible talks about follies in the heart of a child. What I'm talking about, and I think what Purcell is talking about, and what we want to submit to y'all tonight on this show is this. Number one, we ain't going to just talk about the, the, the bad things or the challenging things. Remember, like Brother uh, Malachi came on saying, we're going to hit that. We're going to talk about more. I've already said it even. But I want y'all to understand something. We was just coming on saying it's a different world. Anytime right. ministers is going to the firing range, and so you probably should always own weapons. But not really. Black people is probably the most unarmed people as a group in America. We're just not violent. And I don't know if it's wise or not, but we just don't. We just, we're not armed like whites are. Now, this younger generation, they're different. If anybody's going to own weapons, it's the same 30 and under. So what I'm trying to say to y'all tonight, it's not just to show, just, just picking on. I'm trying to let y'all know something. There is something happening. And you better be listening to this show. You've got to make a stand. Either you need to be considering buying weapons, or you better be considering getting close to the Father where you don't have to. Because I really do believe you trust in the Most High, and you really have that trust. You won't even be in the situation to even need a, a gun, because there is a danger in owning guns. Because if you pull one, they say you better use it, because whoever has the other gun is going to think you're going to kill it. So y'all in a shootout. So you're going to have to use it then. So sometimes it's better not to have, even when it's pulled on you. If somebody don't have a gun and they pull a gun on you, sometimes you can live better if you didn't have, because if you have a weapon, he's a killer. They don't mind killing you. You might have reservations and you may have a gun. Well, you can't think like that. you got to think like a soldier. you got to be ready to take them out, like for real. Now, don't shoot them in the leg stuff. you got to be ready to kill them. And I'm saying, I'm presenting a show tonight to where I'm basically, I'm saying, how are y'all feeling? Because I'm not feeling too good about this. I'm very serious. I think there's a good chance I'm probably going to take somebody's life. And I'm not on no thinking some murderous type of, and this is what black folk are with it. We need to quit thinking that. You got to think like the soldiers think. Your boys and girls and some of y'all that's been in service. We're in a war. We're in a war. No, really, 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 we're in a war. No, really, we're in a war. I said, no, really, we're in a war. So you can be somewhere saying, well, you know, I'm just going to move out. It don't matter where you move. You can't run from this one. It's not just in the hood. So I'm just sharing some of the things we're doing. That's why I want to talk about listening to live music. Everybody listen to live music. I listen to live music. I was coming. I'm talking about some things that are unique to our people. We've never, ever, ever done. Never in the history of Black America have there been so many boys just giving all these various goals we used to have and careers we used to want. Everybody want to be a rapper. Everybody want to be a rapper. Somewhere in the music industry. It's because of social media, obviously, but it's, it's sickening. So thirty years from now. Where black people gonna be in these different industries if everybody wanna, you know, be a rapper? And then this 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 greed with with fast money, causing a lot of our boys landing them in jail and prison. Yes, the sentences oftentimes is, is overwhelming. Anyway, brother uh, Patrick, 
Chick, are you there still? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Do you answer your question? Because we got to go to the other question. It's if that's Erica 209683. I'm coming at you. I do apologize. Will you go, brother? Quickly, quickly. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Shalom. All right. Well, thank you for coming on and bringing the upside of what's going on with our people. And like I said, we did talk about that earlier. We're going to hit it a little harder. But, folks, I'm telling y'all, y'all, and some of y'all laughing because you've always on weapons. You're like, huh, I don't know what you're talking about. I already know. But even if you own weapons, it's not enough to have some in your back trunk. I'm, I'm talking, you need to be aware that we're in a warfare. And I think our kids have, have gotten themselves into situations and I'm coming to you every because two and I, where they have embodied evil spirits. This is what I really am getting to. I think a lot of our kids now is getting more possessed and oppressed of the devil because they're opening themselves up to social media. They're opening themselves up to all these foreign or foreign things that our, you know, our mothers and fathers didn't even know about. But because we were so close to church, not that we were flipping little angels, but it's something when you go to a church and you have a corporate anointing prayed over you. Many of y'all know anything about that. Just simply going into a church and having the pastor to pray. Sometimes there's evil spirits that leave, and there's all types of deliverances. Sometimes it's just going to church and being around the saints, even if your kids are, are, are rebels. Even if they go out there a little bit, there's, there's, there's something in them. But if they're not even in the church at all, it costs some ministers taking some money or something. Anyway, anyway, I can go on and on. Okay, Eric Code 209 683 Sister Eliana, uh, is that you? Yes, it is, and Shalom. Well, Shalom, Sister, go ahead and say hello to everybody. We haven't heard from you in a while. A lot of people probably don't know who you are. It's a lot of new numbers, and then some people do know who you are. Go ahead and give us a little quick little hello to everybody, please. Okay, well, Shalom. Everyone, hello. This is Sister Eliana Batya. I'm out here in California, in the Central Valley of California. And um, if you know anything about California, I'm somewhere between Sacramento and Los Angeles, and um, going somewhere towards uh, Yosemite National Park. So I'm somewhere in the middle of that. So that's where I'm at, and I have a congregation here. Um, that we are trying to reach the Hebrews in this area and to let them know who they are. And so I just wanted to chime in a little bit uh, on that issue. And it's funny that you mentioned uh, about the young people because the other day I was actually in prayer and I was talking about, talking to the father about the very issue that, you know, I'm starting to, um, I've been here for about seven or eight years in the Valley and looking and had come really looking for the Hebrew presence, which is very hard to find at first because um, there's a very large, large representation of um, Hispanic Americans and people from Mexico that are just coming straight up that corridor from uh, crossing over into from Tijuana all the way straight down the 99, going heading north towards Sacramento and are filling out and populating that whole uh, stretch from um, Southern California all the way up here to Northern California. And when I say a large stretch, it is so large and numerous that um, in many places you actually think that you are literally um, now in Mexico because there is such a heavy, heavy, heavy uh, influence of people here. And uh, so you can, it's not always uh, obvious that there are 
Hebrews here are black people here in the, in the valley. So I've been running into more people this year in 2019, young people. Uh, where I live, they just built a, a wonderful, like, AMPM market. There's also some very nice hotels that are here right in my area. So that AMPM is bringing a lot of people, a lot of traffic, and I'm starting to see a lot of young people on their way to L.A., actually, and they're stopping in, getting gas, and I've been meeting them. But, you know, one of the things I told the father is I've been a little reluctant to reach out to them because our people in general can have a really fearsome look. And I started praying about that, and the spirit of the, of the father was saying, like he told the prophets of old, don't be afraid of their faces because, you know, something about our people, we have a look. And, um, you know, it can be fearsome. And sometimes there is a spirit also with that look. Like uh, like Seth was saying, it's like a real demonic, heavy thing that travels in our community because we do accept pharmacia, drugs, especially marijuana, alcohol. We we you know we embrace that stuff a lot of times. Especially our young people, they think it's it's normal. They think it's okay. And then with uh, that marijuana and the drinking, you know, it opens the door to other drugs. And and of course, a lot of people have come out of like you said, prison, and that homosexuality is really rampant. There's an agenda to put it in the schools down to kindergarten. I read about that two years ago. They wanted to introduce that curriculum in 2019. I believe it is already in the school system. They were doing it there in L.A. And so they want – there is a homosexual agenda to, to, you know, get all of the young people, teach them about how to have the sex, how to perform the – the, you know, the, the acts, uh, you know, to be in the homosexual lifestyle. We have that agenda in the, in the United States with the, now the gender-neutral bathrooms. You know, so this is, a, this is a, a destructive agenda, and it's not just for our Hebrew people, but we're being caught up in it because, and, and, and I wouldn't want to say that the young people, that fearless spirit they have is because they haven't experienced the, the kind of oppression, and I don't think they will. They haven't experienced the, the, the Jim Crow South. They haven't experienced um, that type of segregation that many of the uh, older Hebrews, of, like my parents' generation and others, you know, that real, real deep segregation of the United States. I mean, yeah, we know that white supremacy is, is rising and it's in us and it's in the, you know, it's in the whites. But there's also this where whites are trying to group themselves by nationalism and, and separatism, but it, it's not it's not like it was the culture is different than it was 50, 60, 70 years ago when it was public policy in every state from the White House to, you know, the back house in every, you know, in every state of the union that it was accepted that blacks were inferior, that there were no opportunities for blacks, that, you know, now we have a lot of ball players, we have a lot of professionals, especially that rapping community. We, you know, our young people see people rising from the streets into extreme wealth, extreme lavish wealth. They go to those concerts and these young, you know, artists are extremely wealthy. They're, they're lavish. They are also, you know, doing everything. They're, they're, they're not, being ashamed in any part of their, you know, their art artistry and their music. So they are open and, you know, and then they have all of these music videos and they're explicit and they're, 
you know, guttural, and, and this is what the young people are feeding on, and this is the culture they're coming into. It's a lot of freedom of expression, a lot of freedom of movement with their bodies, with their minds. That they, you know, it's not the Jim Crow anymore. It's not that. So they're not they're not under the same mandate. You know, when Jim Crow and all of that stuff up from slavery, a little bit out of civil rights, it kept our black community together and it kept us praying as a community because we were the prey of the community. Right. And now there's a freedom. And our young people don't know anything about that type of oppression. They never, they shouldn't know anything. But what they, who has been their teachers? It has not been uh, the uh, young black men of prominence or in the, you know, ministers who have been afraid to go talk to them. It is those guys that have risen up right out of the streets that have, you know, that are their teachers. They are looking to these rap artists. They're looking to these superstars. They throw out money sometimes at their concerts concerts, they give them opportunities and jobs. It's something that the educated, sophisticated uh, black male is not going into the those areas to even mentor or to bring up or to even speak to and speak into, in the lives of these young people. So who are their mentors? These men who have risen up and become their gods, their leaders, their rulers, Absolutely. and they're following it. Wow. You know, uh, my sister was talking to me. She said, you know, Kanye West is now trying to have some kind of way, some kind of service every Sunday. And they're doing it out in the, the, the hills in Los Angeles, and thousands and thousands of young people, and the majority African-American, black, you know, young youth, and they're doing choirs. But they're not teaching the word, but they're doing music, and they're, they're, they're making inference to, you know, the Messiah, but they're not teaching the word, which brings life or healing. And then Absolutely. they have all, they, they're doing these services and, you know, they're getting packed out and packed out and they're open air and it's music and they're wearing white and they're chanting and they're doing a, a mix of a little gospel, a little chanting, a little, you know, hip hop, uh, uh, you know, it's just music. And so this is, the young people are being led by this. And we don't know what they're doing after they leave these services, but they're being committed to it. And so, yes, they're not in the churches traditionally. Churches aren't going after them. They're out there because they found community. They found acceptance. They found an expression. And if we want to get them, and that's what I prayed to the Father, you know, you're going to have to change me because I'm afraid to go out there after that kind of a young person. But I told the Father, you're going to have to change me so that I'm not afraid. I'm just a vessel. You know, I'm not going to be afraid anymore to speak into their life and to speak to them and to say, hey, young man, can I tell you something? Hey, young woman, I want to share something with you. And that was my prayer. And that well, was just two days ago. I was talking. Let me, Go ahead. Let me ask you a question. I want you to finish this. Because I am here for you in a while. We're going to, hopefully you can hang out with us. But I've got to stop you and ask you a question because – Brother Patrick goes out and, and on the streets and he talks to our brothers and sisters and this would be a really a, a he actually I don't know how much time he got but a, a Brother Patrick press once your hand can go down now and if you want to comment on this press one again and your hand will go up right now your hand is up and I know it's not I know you don't have a question so press one your hand will go down and then press one if you want to comment on this later after I make this point but press one now so your hand will go down but anyway. This brother goes out and what he says, I've heard him preach. The, the, his hook, you know, or I would say, people wonder how I was so great as an evangelist. He said, I had a hook. 
I didn't like how he said that because it sounded like a gimmick. He said, but I had a hook. I, people came for the healing because they wanted to get healed. And while they were getting healed, they learned about who Christ was and they ended up getting saved. That's what was the secret of my success. I had a hook. Well, I don't know if Brother Patrick would say he has a hook, but I noticed when he preaches, he says, young man, young black man, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Hey, sister, you over there, can I talk to you? Do you know who you are? Now, I don't know if he'll call it a hook or not, but that is very appealing. I see him. They actually come to him. They converse him when he say that. So I don't know if you need to use that or not, but uh, it is a good opener to for a female talking to a male because, uh, again, folks, this can be very scary. It really can be. And, he, and like I said, I think it's the devil behind a lot of this to divide us, old against the young or, or older against the younger. But Sister Eliana, you're really on to something. I just want to say that to you, that there may be a good hook for you to say, do you know who you are? He's going to look at you crazy and say, what do you mean? What do you well, think first of that? Hold on, right. my, 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 my co-host. I forgot Priscilla. Priscilla, any feedback on what I just said or what Sister Eliana said earlier, and then I'm going to her, because I really want to hear from her as well as you tonight, if she can hang out. Can you hang out with Sister Eliana? Yes, I can. I definitely can. Okay. Well, I'll wait for my, uh, uh, my co-host. Priscilla, anything? Well, I'll tell you what. Is, is it Ariana? Eliana. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I wanted to make sure I was pronouncing your name properly. Um, that was that was so good what you said, especially about the Jim Crow era and them not them being the prey or us being the prey in our era at that time, which caused us to pull together. Um, that was so good to me. That was Campbell Soup good. I just want you to know that. Um, <laughs> and it was, Thank you. And it's true. That was that's that's so true. And I believe I believe this. I believe that our young people are drawn to the truth. I believe that. But I also believe that they are being pulled in the other direction at an astronomical and very vehement way. I think, um, and it's and it's and it's tough for them. Um, I've heard on numerous occasions how difficult it is for them coming up now. Um, I don't I don't know how well I would have fared in this era coming up like they're coming up. I mean, it is it's 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 unbelievable the things that they actually are dealing with, you know. Um, and I think the sad thing about the whole idea of them being drawn to the truth is the fact that there are not enough of us speaking the truth or pouring the truth in them and on them. And I think that I I think that's doing them a disservice. We're still trying to figure out in the church who we are, let alone go out here and reach out and pull in these young people. Because here's the thing about the young people, especially of today. They recognize counterfeit immediately. 
So if you come with if you come to them mealy mouth and un uninformed, unaware, they immediately recognize that on you. It's like a dog. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's like a dog that recognizes. A dog is very sensitive to fear, you know, and they actually know immediately when you come in their presence, if you walk in dominion or authority or if you're walking in fear. And I don't like I don't, I don't like using the analogy of our young people um, and referencing them like dogs, but it's the same the same um, concept. Well, you're it's, saying it's, that their senses are sharp, is what you're saying. They're more absolutely. they're more enlightened in their generation right now than than in our generation or in our parents' generation because they are. They're being barred on a, a whole different spiritual level than we were, and it's in they're being bombarded in the demonic realm as well as the kingdom of God. So they recognize, like you said, true authority, and the demonic realm is walking fearlessly in their power, and the young right. people are drawn to that power. Right. And what we've forgotten. As the older generation, we've forgotten that the scripture said, through loving kindness have I drawn them. See, here's the thing that we here's the thing that we've strayed away from. And my brother Seth and I was talking about this a little earlier today. We were talking about I, I was thinking about how the Lord spoke to my heart. I want to say either yesterday or day before I was listening to Dr. Miles Monroe. And the Lord spoke to my heart how important it is for us to get back to the basics. Because the Bible said, he that says ten o'clock, I probably should get this earlier. Y'all know me, I always do it at ten, but anybody listen to us, listen to this show right now, you clicked on a link. You clicked on a link to listen to us, you must call the phone number now. From here on out you have to listen you have to listen to us by phone or else you have to wait till the show goes off to listen to the rest of the show. Again, if you want to continue listening, you got to call the phone number nine one four two oh five 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 nine oh you got sixty seconds. Nine one four two oh five 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 nine oh. We only contract contracted to ten and we always roll over a little bit, so just know that. Go ahead, y'all. Yeah, and I'm thinking that the problem is we deal with them as heathens and don't see them as souls. So, and that that in and of itself causes a problem and causes the breach um, in in that relationship. You know, also it's because they're a little. This generation is a little bit rude and disrespectful, and so it's kind of hard. What what my prayer was that I was asking the father is. I don't want to take anything personal. This is the people, these are the people that I need to reach. I know that they're going to come hard. And it, and then they turn around to be very soft-hearted. Once they, once they respect you, they become very tender towards you and protective. And But the first thing is to build the relationship. And so that's my prayer. And I was asking the Father to really take me out of the equation and let me just be the vessel you speak through me because, 
this is the group that I need to be reaching right now, these young people, because when I see them in the store, like, for example, when I go to the store, they recognize I'm an older woman. They'll say, how are you doing, queen? And I'm like, wow, you know, and then they're looking at me because they, they recognize there's something I need to be imparting to them, but I haven't done it. I've just kind of like, you know, thank you, you know, come out the store. But really in my spirit, I need to be saying, do you know who you are? Do you understand? You know, I need to teach you. Where, when can we, I need to get together with a group of you and your friends. That's where I need to be. And that's not where I have been. So my prayer has, was, has been, Father, I want to be there and I need you to get me there. When I was a lot younger, I was bold. I was out there on the streets. I was always witnessing. I mean, I was on fire. I was casting out devils. I was, you know, I didn't have any fear. I've gotten older. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not afraid of the enemy, but I've let something take away my, my fire to go after those young people. And it could be that the experiences that I've had with my own children and, and in their times of, you know, turning away from me and rebelling, that's got me a little shell-shocked. But I'm at a point right now where I'm saying, forget that shell shock. My kids are in the hands of the Most High. He's going to deal with them. I'm going after somebody else's kids right now, someone who's ready. Wow. Because I've actually had some kids come. I've had some young people. Uh, turning to me and they're asking me to mentor them. And then uh, I haven't seen them in a long time. They're sending me their pictures and they look older than me and I know they've been through. But I, when I hear their heart, I say, you know what? I can't look at their faces. I can't look at the the, the um, expression because it's the heart of the matter. And that's what the father is after is the heart. And I'm starting, you know, these, these young adults are starting to come to me when I'm out in the grocery store or I'm out at the gas station and they're looking. And I said, you know what, they're looking for me. And I know that they, they're, they, they're saying there's more. I know this lady is not, she, she's got something to say to me, but she's not saying it. So that's where I'm at. The father's dealing with me right now about get out there and just be bold as a lion. I'm with you. I got your back. You know, and that's where I'm at. I want to be there now. Before I was kind of like, no, Father, you know, I'll just continue to, you know, minister to my online congregation and the people that, you know, my I'm comfortable with. But now he's doing something, he's stirring me up and saying, I don't want you to be comfortable. And I'm telling the Father, I don't want to be comfortable. I want to reach the people. And um, well, so this is really powerful for me, and I just wanted to share that because it, that topic really hit my heart because this is where I'm at at this moment of allowing the Father to refine me to really go after that generation. Well, you know, Sister Eliana, it's interesting you saying that you sound like me talking. I mean, you really sound like exactly how I feel. And I'm a little convicted because, I'm, you know, a man saying he's afraid. Now, let me tell you something about my fear. It's weird. I will go up to any of them. As a matter of fact, I don't know if, well, let me just say it. There, there, there's reservations. I don't know if you got it here, but I'm the guy that will go up to any car, pull up any kind of guys, and say, can you turn your music down? Matter of fact, this happened the other night. I looked out, I walked out my balcony, somebody had some music just blasting, had some beer on the trunk, and when I walked outside the balcony, guess what eyes they, whose eyes caught? They saw me. They didn't see nobody else. I'm like, man, it is strange I walk out here. So I said, I'm still going in. I'm coming. And my heart, you know, I was like, man, be careful. You know, they, they have to look like 
They don't give a, they had to look. I walk in, when I started walking towards them, it was in such a way where they saw me walking from like 100 feet. Well, not 100, maybe 50 feet. Then I'm 40 feet. Now, at this time, they're looking at me like, what's up? So I'm not going to look at them because I don't stand for my always try to get there. I just kind of walk in there when I get there. I'm there. But they knew I was coming to say something to them. And they had this look like, you know, what you going to do? Because they know I didn't like their music. I said, what's going on, family? And he said, oh, nothing, man. What's happening? I said, uh, hey, man, I don't know what kind of system you have got in that car, but it's really nice. I said, is that Alpine? He said, kind of, no, man, it's some other kind of SHRT. I said, well, look, I'm right above y'all, man, and I'm trying to rest. I know y'all out here having a good time. I'm not saying turn your music all the way down or leave anything because I like y'all around. I said, but I do got to get some rest. And is there any way you can take me down? This is what gets me every single time, Purcell and Eliana. This is when I feel like I'm two feet tall. I feel just convicted and feel ashamed. I'm ashamed at how the younger men always respond when I do that. I don't think, I say, I say 99% of the time, they say this. Oh, my bad. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Not like a little girl or something, but they're very apologetic. You want some drink? I say, no, I'm straight. But they're always very sorry and very apologetic. So let me tell you what I think is happening. This rap culture, this hip-hop culture, this this thing that's defining youth how to talk, how to walk, what to wear, the lingo, just how to be, it's got us afraid of our own people. They're trying to stay true to the game. They're trying to stay true to each other. They're trying to look hard based upon today's culture, which is hip-hop is the reigning definer of culture for them. And it's dividing us. This is why I despise rap music. I know that I always can't put it all on rap because American Greed has something to do with this. It. All of the rap culture and the greed and the violence, all this stuff is born out of America's culture. So we don't want, I don't want to put too much on rap. But my point is, we're sitting up here thinking all these crazy things about babies. They just big now. They just got hair on their face. I don't care if they just shot somebody. I'm in Cincinnati. I'm going to say something. I want to know what Prince has to say about this. I was just saying, I know for a fact this cat had a gun on him. And it wasn't a, it was more like a sawed off. It wasn't just a little old, he had something he had inside his shorts. You can imagine sawed off. When he looked and he walked, it's like he got three legs. And I knew, he, don't ask me why he had it, it's just the way he had it. Now watch this. Some came down to where somebody got shot. Nobody never gets shot around me, but I heard a shot and I looked outside there was somebody like that was shot and they say no the ambulance came and I never had never been that close to any type of violence. But it happened in Cincinnati. After that a guy was walking around with a gun I just talked about who in his pants. Now y'all listen to this very careful. Um I don't know why I was just out on the balcony and I was looking because I don't run from stuff like this. And he saw me. Make the long story short, I wouldn't have to come back and the police came, and they was looking for this gun. I guess it was, a, it probably wasn't a sawed-off. It was a big gun. It had to be uh, one of those special kind of guns. It was a little big gun. It was a long, a long, it looked to remind me of a sawed-off, but it probably was about, it, was, it had a long handle gun, so let's just make it, let me just say 
being like that. But they hid it under a tire. I didn't even know that's a place to hide guns under tires. Like in the car, I guess that's a place of cops don't look. But this cop, when they came, they was looking, I guess, because they think killers often dump the weapon. I don't, I don't even know anything about this, but that's what they did. Anyway, they found this gun, and I was out in the balcony when the cop said, here it is over here. Well, when I went downstairs, the young man confronted me. He said, I know you told him, man. I know you told him. How are you going to know all that? I know, nigga, you told it. I said, hey, what? yo, yo, yo. I said, listen, I'm just watching this whole thing, man. And then Arlene, my wife, who have no street sense whatsoever. <laughs> I'm out to support. She hollered and said, my husband, he, he didn't call on y'all. He he cares about y'all. Now, she was saying that, then. this is what the young man told me. Prince, you listen to this, because this was right in the over the line that little park in front of us. You there? I'm listening. I'm listening, yeah. My wife says, he cares. My wife says, he cares, because she's here like, talking to me. And, and and he said, but listen to this young man said, the one had a gun. I don't know if he was going to make the shot. But listen to what he said to me. He said, don't worry. My dad about to get out of prison, man. And he going to deal with you. He going to deal with I'm going to call my daddy. He going to. Now, hold on. You either just shot somebody or you know who shot somebody. And you out here trying to cover him. And you talking about your dad going to deal with me? You see what I mean? One minute, now I don't know why he shot somebody. He said, what you don't know is old school. We out here trying to protect your place. That's why we out here strapped. Come on, let's come and try and do something. We out here for you. Boy, I felt so bad. But he said that. But at the same time, we was looking out for him. My wife said, he cares about y'all. Do you see what I'm saying? And I can't blame that on hip-hop or rap. That's just... Poverty of me. We went. Our, our place was nice. Purcellus, I would. We ever lived in a nice place, but over the line is weird. You have people across the street. You had a mayor live down there. City council live down there. Then you got thugs live down there. You got houses and home and magazine. And then you got folks who have you don't want to go in because of probably you know. It's just a weird neighborhood. But that happened, and I said all to say, here you have a baby. He should have talking about his daddy. He should be like, nigga, I'll deal with you right now. He did not say he was intimidated by me. No weapon. I ain't got no weapon. I ain't. You know, he's intimidated. Talking about, I'm gonna get to, my dad going to deal with you. That is not cool. That is not a street rule. You do not say your daddy. But I'm trying to say, all of this toughness and this, we're growing further and further away from these kids. And all of us older people, I think, if we be honest, you may not be afraid but you have reservations. That's why nobody say nothing to him. So this guy said this to me when I took him to the meeting. I switched to the other story I was talking about earlier. When he pulled off, he said, he said, he said, well, I appreciate how you came in at old school. He said, I said, y'all don't have to leave. He said, no, man, he said, he's getting ready to go anyway. So they actually left because I guess they didn't want to turn their music down. I think they just wanted to just be peaceful, but it's not just them. Folks, I can tell you our stories at the start of the stories, but there is, again, that element. Well, I must be like Priscilla and his wife and go to the firing range and get ready for because they are possessed. Them young boys are going to shoot people when Priscilla was saying earlier and told that, 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 that interviewer, F them, F their family. <laughs> Folks, that is in these same people as well. So it, it's, it's weird. You got the, the babies out there trying to be men, and then you got the Babies out there that's possessed, like Priscilla just said, an eight-year-old can take you out. I don't think he's exaggerating. 
I just, it's just a weird time. Are y'all feeling what I'm trying to say? I'm kind of rambling. But I, 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 I'm telling you, it's a very strange day we live in. This is not a time to be running around here not trusting in the most high. And then you don't want to be afraid of them because they need us. They need us so, so bad. And we need them so, so bad. Do y'all follow me? Uh, just the only company in Purcell. Yeah, actually, you know, absolutely. I was just thinking when you were talking like that, because I have been been engaging a little bit more where before I had been more standoffish. Well, I was in the store. Uh, I was at the AMPN, and and I was just getting something cold to drink. So I was heading down. I was heading up north to do some work, and there was a mother, and she had sent her like teenagers. Three or four teenagers were up in the store, and one of the boys, I think they, he was the youngest, maybe. He was like about maybe 14, and him and his sister, they were trying to get a Slurpee, and then the older boys were closer to like 18, 19, whatever, and the mother comes in, and she starts cussing, you know, in the store, and, you know, and this is only this is only Hebrew people because she cussing her kids out. What the, Mike, y'all left my car open? She's hard, and the, and she tells the, the, the 14-year-old, you know, go, and calls him an MF, get to my car, and he, I had paid for my purchase. <laughs> And he was walking out, and I just looked at him, and, and impulsively I said, I said, listen, young man, I said, don't be too hard on your mother. I said, she's got a lot on her. She's stressing. I said, just, you know, try to make it easy on her. I said, just hold your peace. And then he just looked at me, and he nodded, and he went to the car, and I was like, okay, why did I say that to him? And I don't even know their situation. But I saw he was very angry. But when I just said that, and you know, impulsively, it just, like, something came out of him. Like, he was, like, probably cussing her out. Like, you know, I can't wait till I, you know, maybe I want to bust her in her face. But I, when I said that, it, and then later his older brothers were coming out, you know, they were all pulling up their pants. They were all real thin, young men, you know, pulling up their pants and holding on to their drinks. But the mother, she was like, you know, she was a, you know, a black mother. She, these were her kids. It's thuggish and everything. And she, But she was the baddest thing in their world. And I was like, wow, you know, and she's raising male children. And so I was like, I just said those words, you know, to him. And, and, and I'm, I hope that they would, you know, go far and that he would, you know, take a different look at his mom and the struggle, you know, between him and his brothers and sisters. But I don't know. I just feel like I just time for me to just be more engaging and not worry about, what they look, you know, their faces, what they're thinking, and how they might come out. I mean, I might get cussed out, but I might have to stand there and say, okay, now that you got that out, um, can we talk? Now that you got that off your chest, you know, can we talk? Because, you know, I want to impart something to your life because I see that you have a hope in a future if you listen. And then maybe it'll turn the tide instead of me, you know, ducking, running, and hiding from someone who's still trying to navigate through life, I need to be more engaging. And that is the prayer right now in, uh, for me that I'm asking the Father to help me to engage more, not to run away, but to engage. Yeah, yeah, Sister Eliana, I'll come to you. But Sister Eliana, boy, I tell you, it's so much in my mind. Go ahead, Priscilla. I'll, I'll just, I think I'll take a break here, to be honest. Go ahead, Priscilla. Any thoughts? Yeah, it's just it's it's just tough, man. And, uh, I'm I'm listening to what you all are both saying, and it's it's just. You can't tough. have us on speaker, Purcell. 
Uh-huh. Speaker, you sound like you're on speaker. sound like you're in the bathroom or something. Go ahead. Yeah, I am. I'm just trying to move. You know, I got I family, got so I'm trying to move away I, I from know you doing something. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. <sighs> but anyway, it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's, it's tough to, um, like Sister Eliana was saying earlier about building the – was that – was that you? That might have been you or her. I can't remember now. But one of you all were talking about building building relationships with them. And it's difficult to do because of that type of behavior from the parents and from the older uh, generation, old schools, if you will. It make it difficult to even try to build relationship with these young people because they expect you to behave the same way. So they say, so what I'm saying is the deck is stacked against you already when you try to approach them. The deck is already stacked against you, you know. Um, And I thought about a scripture that I read that really kind of blew me away <clears throat> and let me know that that the Lord left no stone unturned. I read a scripture, I believe, in the book of Deuteronomy that talked about how there will be parents who talk to their children as if they hate them. And I said, Wow, and I thought about all of the times that I might have seen a young lady pushing that stroller and then another little little guy trailing behind. Bring your A on here. You get on my GD nerves. You know, I mean, just cussing them out. You know, and they're innocent. They ain't doing nothing. He's just cussing them out in the stores, cussing them out, talking, about, talking to them like they're grown men. And I'm like, Wow, you know, and I'm looking at them like, I'm looking at them like, wow, do you really have to talk to him that way? Do you really, do you really have to talk to him like that? Do you really have to talk to her like that? Calling a little girl three and four years old, bees and hoes. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'll say this much, and, and, and then we'll take a little bit and come back. Again, folks, for this is the Five Sound Network. I'm Brother Seth. I have Purcell Porsche, my co-host, and, and, our, and Sister Eliana has joined us. And we're just talking about our young people today because we love them dearly. And, but yet there's, there's concern with a lot of older people, some fearful, some have reservations about saying anything to these young people. Then I came on talking about getting ready to buy an arsenal whenever the money is right. I plan on really, really upgrading, every, I mean, not upgrading, but really doing some things. I ain't going to say everything. I'll learn not to do that, too. But I cannot afford to be out and about with the white supremacists on the rise and all these cell groups. Over, it's got to be over 1,000. That was 970. White supremacist groups that want to take America back. Thanks to not just Donald Trump. He ain't the one fan of this. This was before he was even around. Obama, the hatred for Obama this winter is a lot of them was birthed. But he's fanning it for real. But, folks, we have to be concerned in this country. People, 
You should walk around in Kroger's. Think about the people in Ohio that just died in, in Kroger's. One mile, mile on bit and why? Some white man, white male, want to take America back. And he feels like everybody got to do their own job. And I'm going to do mine. I'm going to take two niggas out. And they don't care about going to prison. Sometimes they, the, the attorney can get them off. And then this is what gets me. If people are doing this and don't mind going to jail because they want to take America back and all these niggas are getting ready to take over, we become a minority in our own country, we built this great country, all these lies they say. If they're doing that, they don't mind getting caught. What do you think is happening in the backwoods? What do you think all these missing people are? When you go in Walmart, you look to your right or left, and you see this big old gigantic boy of black yo, Black women are disappearing like crazy. And it's, I almost don't want to bring it up because it's so sad. This will break you for real. But I heard the numbers of black women missing, and it is scary. Now, I talk a lot about white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy, being in black folk. And I know I come on the fire pit and say, well, no, white people, white people. But, folks, a lot of these people is this year whites trying to get even, trying to get, really get our numbers down, taking us out. It's, it's the truth, folks. I wish I could see I went to it, but it is so true. And it's scary. Whatever you think it is, callers and listeners, whatever you think it is, multiply times ten. Go and do your own research. Don't listen to me. Find out how many women is disappearing, black women. We've never had this to happen. They are disappearing. It, it, it's, it, and it's, you know, I guess the news don't want to tell it because they don't, they don't want us to go crazy and start acting out ourselves and getting an attitude and start killing white people. But, folks, it's alarming. Now, a lot of these young people, they'll watch this. Whenever you show me some black whites are doing I can show you us doing it to each other. There's a, this, sex, this sex trafficking among black males Black males is getting into the sex traffic thing. It is crazy. Getting these black girls and saying, look, you tell, you leave this state, they'll take them to another state. If you, I'm going to kill your mama. I know everything about your mama, where she lives and all that. And these girls are terrified. So what can you say when somebody says to their parents, I'm okay, mama. You ain't got to worry. That's those that we know of. But there's some girls that can't call their people. Because if they know they call their people, they're just going to come for them. So these, these, these black men tell these girls by the thousands, you better not even call home. They don't want their mom and daddy. They don't have brothers. Some of them don't have, them, some of them have fathers. So wherever you can show me white males doing stuff to us, I can show you us. I can do it. That's why I'm against white supremacy, not white people. It's the devil. It's evil. It's pure evil. Pure evil. And most of the killers, most of the people that's harming us is our people. That's the number one killers in the, African, in the black community. Is, 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 is has a black face to it. it had, I would say it again. Most of our killers and oppressors has a dark face to it. We just get upset when whites do it, and we should. We better. We better always do. We better speak out. But no, most of our killers are our own people, and it's because of that poison they have. Sister Eliana, you okay with the break? And Brother Purcell, you okay with the break? I'm taking a quick break. Sure. Yeah. All right. Purcell, you okay with the break? Okay. Purcell may have stepped away. All right, folks, take a short break. We'll be right back.
it is a war cry. It is the ultimate war cry. But like she said in the song, devil, you can't have my mind. Devil, you can't have my soul. That's our cry. That's our prayer for our people. And I think believers, to be very honestly, we just got to get that spirit of boldness and um, talk to myself as well. But I can't say that I'm afraid of our young people. I just think I have reservations. And um, it don't matter. It's still the same thing. We got to not, we just got to be able, like Cecilia say, we got to be able to just go and talk to them and just be bold. It's just, it's just no ifs and buts about it, folks. We've got to. We've got to. We've got to because they are our own. These people come from, these are somebody's children. And it's, it's really weird how all of us are just scared of each other. It's just so, it's just amazing. Uh, Priscilla, your line is now open. Cecilia, your now is open as well. Again, y'all been listening, everyone. You've been listening to the Five Foods on Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have Priscilla Porsche all the way in Cincinnati, Ohio. Cecilia, all the way in Merced, California. I'm in Fort Worth. So we kind of all over tonight. And we're just swinging, uh, talking about this this distance between the young and the old and, the, and this fear of reservations that some of us have in approaching them, trying to address it. And, and it, just, it has to be a, a movement on both parts, on the young people part and on our, young, our, our part for this to happen. But we got to make that move. We've got to we gotta, uh, step up to them. And I, but, uh, Patrick, I think he's still on the line. He may have hung up. But um, – he, I watches him on when he goes down the street, and he says, this is the way he started, he, and he goes into some of the rough neighborhoods, and he said, I see Brother Patrick, a.k.a. Brother Malachi, same person. But he says to them, do you know who you are? He has a bullhorn. He goes up to some of the roughest-looking people, um, challenging faces, and he says, my brother, do you know who you are? And you would be surprised to see his response uh, people are concerned that he's even in the hood. And uh, they got to know you love him. And I've heard this, you know. I was raised in low-income housing myself, and I've always known this. The number one rule when dealing with anybody disadvantaged is to not go off in there. It can't even be in your heart. You can't. You can hide out you want to with your words and your face, but it can't be in your heart because if it's in your heart, it's going to come out of your mannerism. You're going to do something. And this, and this can get you in trouble. Not killed necessarily, but it can get you in trouble. Don't go off in there thinking you're better than them. Any kind of way. If you think you're better than them, you might as well just not go because they'll know. And I don't think I'm better. I think my thoughts are better. I think my thoughts are better. My choices may be better in some ways, in some areas, but I, I, you've got to know that all of their choices is not bad, number one. You've got to know that you're not better than them in no way in terms of uh, as far as you as a person. But your thoughts can be better. I do believe that. And so you have to go up in there. You, but the main thing, you got they got to know you love them. You really care. You really, all jokes aside, you really do care about them. Once they know that, you can talk about their mama almost. And, and I've seen a lady, a uh, uh, uh you there? Your, uh, your line is open. You there? I don't know what's going with Priscilla. Sister Eliana, are you there? I'm here. I'm here, sir. Yes, okay, I'm here well, as that's well. The, that's the second time. We're going to act a little faster. But anyway, uh, I just wanted to know if y'all was there because I want, want y'all to feedback on this. But I saw an old lady one time that they was out marching, sharing the gospel, sharing the gospel, sharing the gospel. And this lady um, saw this crap game going on. These people just shooting crap. And uh, uh, 
you don't do this, folks. I don't care what you do not do this. But she lived in the hood for her to do this. This older lady went and started jumping on top of their money and their dykes, they were shooting dykes. Talking about, God don't like this. Folks, <laughs> that will get you shot for real. <laughs> they knew her. They must have known The where she was in the real hood, them cats money on the line, and I can sit now, ha, give me that. You know how you know you doing anything, and she stands in the middle of everything—the money, the dice, everything—saying, "God, don't stop it up and down, like somebody would be running in place." I said, "Lady, you about to die out here," but you know what? They knew she loved them, and they just laughed it all, kind of moved around, and kept on doing what they was doing. But my point is. I just wanted to do a show where, I t- where I'm a little vulnerable and talk about some of the things that's a challenge to me. It is a challenge, and I wanted to hear some things, and I did hear some things from Priscilla, from Sister Eliana, as well as Brother Malachi tonight to kind of encourage me. You know, the Bible says you have an unction from the Holy One inside of you, and you need not that any man should teach you. But if you can't hear the unction inside of you from the Holy One that teaches you all things, you have to have apostles, preachers, teachers, and brothers and sisters that can hear to speak into your life. So I appreciate y'all tonight hearing there saying things. Again, we're just trying to challenge the fears that a lot of us older people have. There is a big, big disconnect, Sister Eliana, between the older generation and the younger generation. They are doing some scary things, and that's why I'm so glad, Sister Eliana, you called tonight and shared your testimony. You sound just like me. But, uh, again, uh, our love is what gives us this boldness even to come on here tonight and, and look for solutions because I refuse to be part of churches that do not talk about where we live. I, I've been attending churches, and I've been looking at church on TV, and I don't understand what's going on. Here's a whole other show, not tonight, because we're going to wrap this up in the next five minutes. But uh, what I don't understand it's how you have church, and you don't talk about the people's issues that's in your church. Now, you don't have to get all up to the politics and Democrats and what they vote and how to vote, but how can you not ever talk about racism? I don't, I, I don't understand that. It's in every single aspect. It's in every conversation. It like every conversation. It's wherever people are breathing. They're either thinking racist thoughts or they acting it out. It can be all black. It can be Atlanta, Georgia, no white people around. And you still have white supremacy. You still have self-hate, which is nothing more than white supremacy reversed. You either got white superior or black superior. Both of them is white supremacy. I'm saying, why don't you talk about it? Now, we do talk about it, just giving them points who we are in Christ. That is important. That is the most important. That's more important than knowing your Hebrew. But when I was a believer, and I'm coming to you for a second, when I'm a believer, when I was a believer, the Father showed me who I was in the Scriptures naturally, fleshly. I don't know how to say it other than I was reborn again, again, again. I mean, I already knew I was in Christ. I was praying for sick people. I do see some some, some successes. I also saw some failures there. I, some people I prayed for didn't get healed, or some people times I didn't hear God the Father right. But I saw some showing up bona fide miracles 
with my prayer life and and my and I still do today, not as much, but I still experience the power of God here and there. Now, when I found out, however, that that Bible and this is solutions we're getting into as we wrapping up, and we've already talked about some other solutions, but when I found out that that Bible is a was a doggone family album. It was a biography of African Americans. When I began to look at those scriptures and say, okay, Yeshua or Jesus wasn't just the Savior of the world. He is my relative. <laughs> Isaiah was my bloodline relative. Yeah, they did all the holy things and all that we can learn from. We better learn from them. They taught this. But when I began to really look in the mirror and say, my spit, mucus in my body, my bowels have the very DNA of Israel. Jeremiah is no different DNA than I am. Slave ships had Israelites. That took my relationship with the Father to another level. I would be lying through my teeth if I didn't tell y'all that. I would be lying through my teeth if I didn't tell you that. So that's why I cannot stop letting people know. You have to know who you are. If you're an American, you see all this white power, and you cannot lie. White folks are flexing, and they do have some very big muscles. You lie to yourself if you say they don't. But what they have compared to what we have is like an adult talking to an infant. We are in the essence of the word royalty because we are Israel. We are the father's first, we are the first family of the Bible. We gave religion to the world. People know Yahweh or Yahweh or Yahuwah based upon us. The, word, the Most High worked with no other people on this earth like he worked with the African American, whether we being punished or whether we are operating in his anointing. Yeah, they yeah, had knowledge about miracles and all that. I'm coming to you, Priscilla. Well, they had miracles and all that, but it did nothing happen until William Seymour preached it. And then that broke the whole Pentecostal movement. One black man in, uh, on Azusa Street. And I can go on and on and on in history how that we made a difference. It's something about us. So how can you be pastoring black folk, talking about Israelites, their bloodline relatives, and you don't make that connection? I, I don't understand that. Priscilla, go ahead and comment. This is Eliana. We got to wrap this up. Matter of fact, y'all may want to give you last words because I got to wrap this show up. I got to have to go to work tonight. So go ahead and give me your last words and just what you thought, think of the show so far. Again, folks, we're trying to encourage uh, young, older people to make that difference between, uh, to, to make a step closer to, uh, I guess I'll, I'll answer like this, Priscilla. In closing, what do you think we need to do in a few words to close this gap out? This fear that's between these older people and the young people. What do you think it is? In like a minute or two. Okay, I'm gonna make it short and sweet. The Bible said, "He that winneth souls is wise." 
I think it's important for us, number one, I made this point a little earlier, we need to get back to the basics. Back to the basics. The scripture said that's the way that they'll know you, by the love that you show one to another. We got to get this love thing down. We really need to revisit this love thing. We're missing the mark on that. And I think last, lastly, um, it's very important that we have a strategy in dealing with the young people of today. Um, we, we, have to be, we have to be as harmless as a dove. Yeah, I think also that's that's very correct. And the other thing I would add to that is what we have to do is get out of our comfort zone. You know, we carry the the presence and all the essence of the of the kingdom of the Most High and the Most High with us. The Scripture says we have these treasures in earthen vessels, but we shouldn't be afraid to be where they are and to interact with them. And let them know, you know, how genuine we are. It's not that we're, you know, throwing stones at their lifestyle and their behavior. We need to make true, true friends uh, and, and, and go in um, and, and know what they know and, and listen to what their concerns are and and uh, offer solutions that are, you know, together. So, you know, get to get together with the young people and what are their concerns? What would they like to see change? How can they get to that road of change? And that starts the level of mentorship and not be afraid to mentor them and to get, you know, to know who their influencers are and to be, you know, be ready to affect change in that, in that area. You know, it just takes one person to um, change in order for a lot of people to follow that one person. So we should be asking the father for someone we can disciple and mentor uh, into uh, a leader that's going to reflect the glory and the kingdom of the Most High and his values in this generation so that we should be able to go out and, um, with the help of the, the Ruach, let the Father lead us to a young person who uh, will become that future leader. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Well, I really appreciate both of you joining the show tonight. Uh, Brother Purcell uh, Porsche, again, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, and Sister Eliana Badia, all the way from Mercy, California. I really appreciate that. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this show. Um, again, thank y'all, uh, Purcell and Sister Eliana. I'm going to meet you in line at this time. Thank y'all, though. Thank you. Thank all you. Right. Uh, listen, I just, I just, I just, you know how sometimes, well, sometimes I do these shows. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll hit the ball just right. I just felt like I wanted to knock a home run, and I just basically got to second base. I didn't hit it quite right, but I started off saying I've been really contemplating buying weapons and that I feel uncertain and that there's a little fear there. And there's for sure I'm uncomfortable with our youth, and, and I don't know what's going on while we don't have – the bottom line is this. These are our children. And if we can't talk to them, who's going to talk to them? And this is why Brother Seth is so pissed off right now at the church. This is why I really can't stand the modern-day church right now. 
because I told one pastor, you are irrelevant. And I meant it. If you don't know what young people are going through, you don't understand their language. And if, I, if I'm out here trying to talk to them, I feel like, I feel, what you think people are going to feel like they're living in the suburbs? So, it's going to be us that help them, if anybody helps them. The Seths, the Elianas, and the Percep Perchets, because, and the Five Smooth Stone Networks, networks like this. This is why I do what I do. Again, we talk about truth that the Most High is saying, but it's uncomfortable to talk about. That's what we specialize in. If we don't, who's going to talk about it? Tell me that. That's why I do what I do. And I don't always do it the Father's way. Sometimes my flesh gets involved and I begin to do it my way. But I do know one thing. Somebody needs to talk about those things that are uncomfortable. Because that's where I, that's when the evil one can just wreak havoc on us. Nobody's challenging him. Or her. Or it. So... Tonight we just try to just highlight some things, not to bash any young people. If you're under 30, please don't, please know we love you, care for you, and we're just trying to find a way to reach you because we know y'all are in trouble. And a lot of y'all have more money than us. You drive better cars, you live in better neighborhoods, but y'all's minds, the minds, is, is something is going on with the minds of our young people. They've adopted a new religion, so to speak, a new a new value system, and this, this materialism is killing them. They're, they may be alive, and they may be looking good, and they may be fine, and they may have money, and they may have this, and they may can throw money at you know, the strip club, but their mind is gone. They're exchanging places with the rich white kids that's oftentimes suicidal, and there's another thing, suicidal rate has went up in our community. Yes, it has. So that's all Brother Seth is trying to do tonight. Hopefully we shed some light. Again, you have to find out who Christ is. And, and, and uh, we, our young people need a new, uh, 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 it's like an overhaul. They need to, this the materialism. Maybe we hit this on part two. Maybe we do a part two next week because I don't feel like I hit this show did quite justice like I normally do. I'm just being honest. But we try. We try. The main thing is we got to address this fear. Maybe a lot of y'all don't even know that's what it is, but it's fear. Our older, older generation said, don't send them kids. Don't send them. Just go get mind your own business. I talked with a neighbor yesterday, and she was saying, I don't say nothing. I don't, I don't send none of these young people. I don't send them these kids. You, you can't do that. You can't live like that. You're asking to be destroyed. The wicked one is armed and ready. You can't be somewhere talking about you don't want to talk about this. That's irresponsibility right there. Oh. Anyway, check out this last song. It has a lot of meaning to it. Trust me. As far as what we're talking about, this last song, you'll be blessed by. Brother Seth loves every single one of y'all. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Again, I want to thank Priscilla Poche for coming on and Sister Eliana Batya. Uh, her special appearance. Hopefully they'll join us next week. I think maybe next week we'll probably do a part two or something. We can hit this a little harder because we're not done with it. There is a big opening guy, opening. Uh, there is a distance. There is a misconnection. There is a, I can't even articulate it right now, but, but we're not able to reach our people right now. we got to make a change. we got to change it some kind of way. And don't underestimate any time us hosts and co-hosts and callers get together at this little fireside chat we call it Fire Smooth Stone. Don't understand what the Father can do through us and through you 
Bible says where two or more gather my name, I am the, I am in the midst. And he was here tonight, and I think he's spoken. What are you going to do with the word you've heard? Anyway, good night. God bless.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.